Dialogue Options Podcast. Welcome back, everyone, to another episode of the Dialogue Options Podcast with your ever-faithful hosts, John McDonald, that is me, and as always, my very, very good friend and co-host, Mr. Kyron Morrison. How are you doing, good sir? Joel, I'm back from the dead. I wasn't, I wasn't actually dead, dead, but honestly, if you checked on me last week, I was not very alive. Oh, yes, I, I did. Well, that was, yeah, we, we were going to record last week, but uh, yeah, you weren't feeling super up to it, which is totally fair. I know how that feels. Um, but before we dive more into that as well, we're also joined this week by the wonderful co-host, Mr. Brendan Hill. How are you doing? Oh, hey, guys. I'm doing really well. How are yourselves? Yeah, very good. Very good. I just wanted to take this opportunity now to sort of put it on the record to say thank you for uh, picking up my slack while I was uh, getting used to fatherhood. Oh, no worries. But, uh, I've, I've been, we've all been there. No, I've been there. Yeah. <laughs> we've all been there. Everyone's been there. Everyone's been there. All your listeners, you know yeah. what we're talking about. You know what it's, yeah, you know what it's like. Um, no, no, that was great. I, I did mention on the show when, I, when the first week, my first week back that uh, I did listen to all those episodes and they were very, very good. Uh, I, I love what you brought to the table, so I, it's great to have you back on the show again. No, I'm thrilled to be here, but let's, let's hold hold the applause till the end. I don't want to feel pressured here. Yeah. Um, but yes, yeah, so uh, yeah, Karen, you you've uh, you, you're, you're back from the dead I now. Um, yes, but uh, you had something to get back from the dead. It for, was, my, it was though, like my you? primary motivation, mostly because of how much yeah. I spent on tickets. So like. What will that? Yeah, yeah that's a but, very good point. Yes, I was actually lucky enough last weekend to be joined by my good friend Ben to go and check out Distant Worlds and music from Final Fantasy live. It was awesome. so goddamn good. <laughs> like, yeah, I haven't actually, I haven't actually spoken no, to you about this. I, I sort of was like, sort of saving it maybe for the episode yeah. to see what you know, to gauge your thoughts. So, um, like, we have a nitty gritty stuff out of the way. Venue honestly could have been a bit better. It was at the Melbourne Arena, which is fine, but the seats weren't super comfy which is not really what you yeah. want for, like, you know, a nice symphonic performance. Where well, you really have to, to settle right. in. Yeah, listening to an orchestra play beautiful music, and you're yeah. like, oh, man, my butt has gone numb. <laughs> Time to adjust. <laughs> oh, squeaky chairs. <laughs> but, uh, look, honestly, apart from that, they... It, it, it was timed perfectly because... And they, they were pretty clear, I think, roughly when tickets went on sale, which was like, hey, look... There's going to be a lot of Final Fantasy VII in this particular performance. Remake's coming up, right. and um, we're just going to be building up that momentum. And yeah, wow, they played... The first half was pretty much just solid tracks. And then the second half was like, yeah, this is all seven, baby. And wow. uh, it was so good. Yeah. Hearing so many of my so favorite ha- songs ha- played live is just... There's nothing like it. Oh, fuck yeah. That's that's amazing. Um, and the sound quality-wise, what was it like in, in like a giant arena for a like like you said for an orchestral yeah, performance? Yeah, like, there were some hiccups at the start, um, but uh, it, it definitely picked up as it went on. It was pretty good. Again, I I was talking to my yeah, my friend Ben about this. It was we were surprised it wasn't at somewhere like Hammer Hall, but um, yeah, I mean maybe they just thought they were like, look, we can fill more than that, and they was they decided to go for the bigger option because I mean obviously there there would be more seats available at Melbourne Arena, but uh, yep. yeah, I I think sound wise it was still pretty good. I was just too busy being blown away by the music. Well, that's it. Like, I think, yeah, they probably were expecting to sell a lot more tickets by saying that it's going to be pretty seven heavy. Yeah. Well, it's also like the, like the only distant worlds for Australia. Like the last time it came back to Australia was a couple of years ago and it was Sydney only. And this time it was Melbourne only. So yeah. Right. Awesome. Yeah. No, I was, uh, I, I was actually back in Bendigo that night, but, uh, I was thinking of you and Ben while you were down there, and uh, fun story actually. Having a good old time. 
Yep. Obviously, I just recovered from death and illness, which I think, as Brennan described, was like I had been struck down from above. Yeah. That's what it felt like, honestly. Like fully cursed. <laughs> I was just yeah. oh, most nauseous, like under a blanket on the couch, just going, I think I'm just going to go to bed. I don't want to exist right now. Uh, but I got off of that thanks to a doctor and some very good drugs. Antibiotics are the way to go. But um, so that was great. And then as we were going to the concert itself on a Saturday night, of course, because of my luck, it started raining. And I was just like, please don't get me sick again. I just got back from this. <laughs> oh, no. Luckily, I think I'm okay. Uh, I've got a bit of a Gosh. sore throat maybe still, but like, if that's all it is, I'll take it versus what I had last week. Um, yeah. But yeah. Otherwise, like, the show was so good. I, I didn't mind getting rained on for a little bit. Yeah. Well, yeah. No, you knew that the end goal was going to be worth exactly. it in the end. Yeah, exactly. Uh, oh, Brenda, what about you? What have you been up to this week? Oh, jeez. Or uh, subsequent weeks? Uh, just, yeah, not, <laughs> not as much as I'd like to be able to brag about. Um, right. Yeah, I was just, you know, you go to work, you come home, you get to enjoy your, because I'm in the same sort of fatherhood zone as you, but at the stage where they run at you, and then that's what you're doing mm-hmm. until it's time yep. for them to go to bed. So right. you get home, yes. and it's just, here you go, this is yours now, it's this high, and it and it yells <laughs> fantastic <laughs> fantastic this is mine so you, you know you play with that and it's really good and it's like it's kind of like having uh you know when you were a kid and you, you sort of wish you had an ibo or like an ai pet because you could teach it and it would learn over yep. time it's just like that right but this one you can die you know can die if, if you screw <laughs> right. it up so there's stakes right. is what you're yeah, saying. stakes yeah it's high stakes yeah. gameplay um so you have to keep up with it's, that it, it's it's the dark souls of virtual pets. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's a, yeah God the, damn it. The dark souls of social <laughs> of, like social contracts. Uh, so yeah, like there's that, and then afterwards you just try to find any time you can to sort of do something. Um, I've done like a little bit of a lot of things. Um, I played a bit of Division with my partner while Kyron was at Distant Worlds. That was good. We did a bit yep. of catch up there. Man, that, that... I must admit, I was I was actually going to jump in. Uh, I got home and I saw you guys were playing, and I, and I went to jump in. and I had to update my game. Oh, it yeah, took fucking forever. Um, it wasn't forever to download. It was forever to install the fucking patch. That's how it usually <laughs> like, goes yeah. these days. We we weren't there for yeah. we weren't there for ages because um, we yeah. just had a couple of like a couple of big days away. Um, but I'm still I'm just in that point where I'm trying to unlock that gunner spec because I know you can pay for it. And I really don't want to pay for it, but man, that the, the hoops they make you jump through. And by the time I know when I get it, it's going to annoy me. But right now, it's got little discrete goals laid out. It's like kill five of these, do three of these, do this. And I'm like, that's something I can do when I log in because there's just so yeah, much so to the... freaking do in that game. I need a little bit of direction. Oh boy, yeah, man. I'm oh god. I still uh, yeah. I because I saw you guys running, and I uh, by the time I patched, I was like, well, I've updated it now. I might as well play some. Yeah. <laughs> I, jumped in, I jumped in and played a bit more, and I think I'm like, yeah, World, World Tier 2 now, so I'm like sitting at that and like make, making some moves. Yeah. So, uh, other than that, good. I've done like just a bit of World of Warcraft because I was stupid enough to resub for that. Um, just a <laughs> little bit here, a little bit there. Cool. Yeah, I'm sure All we'll right, get to we'll, that later. Well, yeah, yeah. Well, uh, on that topic, uh, sh- shall we uh, move on into the first segment of the show? I mean, I guess unless you've got, what did you get up to, Joel? We didn't cover what you've been doing. Ah, uh, man, look, I just been working. Uh, I went back to. Uh, Did see a movie that I wanted to see but missed out on. Oh, what a jerk! Actually, yeah, that's true. Yeah, I I, I went back to Benio over the weekend uh, with my wife and and my son, and we went to my niece's engagement party. That was fun. Caught up family, friends, all this that, that sort of. It's always fun but, to see uh, family. Like, mm. Yeah, it was. It was really good. It was really nice. Um, but yeah, so uh, Ash actually went back with, with Griffin 
um, a couple of days before I could, which meant um, before I went to go to work on Thursday, I had the afternoon free. And uh, Weathering With You, which is the new Makoto Shinkai anime film, uh, if you don't know who Makoto Shinkai is, uh, he is the man behind uh, Your Name, one of my favourite movies of all time. Uh, and uh, his new movie was playing uh, over the weekend at, at Slurk Cinemas. So I um, I went along and had a bit of a solo movie date and saw it. Um, and I'm not gonna, I won't go into anything about it. All I will say is I, I don't think it, it's, it's not as good as Your Name, which is pretty lofty um, expectations to have. But um, I, it's still very, very good. Um, I really, really enjoyed it. Soundtrack's amazing still by Rad Wimps. Um, I'll see it one day. And, like, yep. It's going to happen eventually. I'm stunned oh. that it's screened yeah. here. Yeah, I mean, only, only two showings. Yeah. Just got to yeah. wait for Kyron to leave, and then we can put it on real quick. Yeah. And he's gone? <laughs> All right, run yeah. it, guys. Why? <laughs> yeah. Why do you hate me? He's back. Burn the celluloid. <laughs> it was just, I, I just, it was really funny. I remember, um, I remember you saying to me, you're like, oh, I think I'm in Melbourne that weekend. I was like, oh, sweet. Maybe we can go and sneak off and go see it. And then I sort of looked at my calendar and went, "Oh wait, I'm gonna I'm gonna be in Bendigo that weekend." Wasn't meant to be. Oh no, yeah. But um, but I was lucky enough to get on and see it. And I really really enjoyed it. So um, that was really really fun. But um, and yeah, yeah, Griffin's doing well. Just a quick of course, update yeah, on him. Of course, he's starting as well. Yes, he's starting to smile, uh, which is really cool. And like it's like legit smile, not gassy smile. <laughs> um, although although it is still too hard to tell the difference between the two, but like. For the most part, like you, if he smiles at you, and then like the floor doesn't have, like have a, like you know three point four on the Richter scale <laughs> like uh, vibrations, then you're pretty safe that it's a legit smile. Um, that's the general gauge for for things. Um, but yeah, now he's doing really well. He had his injections yesterday. His first I, round of I injections. I read Ash's status about that. Yeah, yeah, uh, like yeah. I think my wife said, and I agree. He he made a scream that we have never heard him scream before. Like in his defense, um, it'll suck. Yeah, that's true. Oh yeah, and they did them both at once oh, too. Boy. It was just like bang straight in the side of the legs. It was at least, like, at least they're done. But yeah, I hate needles, so like I, I feel you. Griffin, yeah. I feel you. Yeah, yeah. No, he was. He's so he's been a little bit uh, grumpy and crotchety since then, but uh, he's getting there. He's getting there. That just actually um, throws me back to I got two pictures from um, my partner about my boy. Um, one was, uh, I accidentally said dad, uh, and then he's standing by the side of the door, like at the front door, just standing there looking at the door. And I was like, holy crap, um, that's incredible. And then another one was about 10 minutes later of him just lying on the floor, staring at the ceiling, glassy eyed, just like, what a mood, just a big mood. It's incredible. <laughs> I'm going to send uh, that to you because I... it's one of my favorite things. <laughs> oh, oh, please do. Uh, no, as, as much as I love, as much as I love him, like at the moment, he's still like a little bit of a potato. He just sort of sits there and does, you know. But at least he's smiling now, which is kind of fun. He's sort of yeah, absolutely got to use bit. that time because <laughs> at the moment, oh, at yeah. the moment, you've got kind of a couple of hours on, and then you get a few hours off, and then a couple of hours on. Um, but then pretty soon, it's just it's just on. Yeah, yeah. No, I'm I'm uh, I'm bracing myself for that moment. But uh, but yeah, we're we're doing pretty well at the moment, and he's uh, he's doing really well in terms of like. Like, I mean, he went back to away from home for four days and he was pretty good with it all. And, and, uh, and he, he likes going in the car. Like he's usually sleeps. If we take him to the shopping centers and stuff like that, he will just sort of just kick back and relax. He rarely sort of acts up, which is really good. But, uh, but yeah, well, but nice. not a parenting podcast. It's not, uh, alas, 
Uh, this is the Video Games Podcast, and we're going to kick our Video Games Podcast off with checking in with our quest log. Mission completed. Quest log. Now we are on the precipice of, uh, of of the big releases for the rest of the year. We're like teetering on the edge. I, I, I guess you could argue that it's already sort of kicked off a little bit. I would say um, it started like this week is when it started. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, with that, yeah, with with uh, uh, you know, uh, control coming out and and astral chain coming out later in the week. Wow, classic came um, out. Ah, uh, yes, Monster yeah, Hunter's yeah, like this weekend yeah, or early yeah, next yeah. week. Like, fuck, really? Yeah. Oh, oh man. yeah, man. Like, we we in it now. I got the email right. from EB Games, which is like, here's what's coming up, and I was just scrolling the list, going. Oh God, it's st- yeah. it's happening again. Yeah. I actually we um we for some reason like Borderlands three got bought up in our um our group um our Facebook group for my work. Going to be playable at and... MEO this weekend. Yeah. Oh yeah, you know, like esports open is that what it's called? I don't know. Yes, Borderlands. Like that, yeah. I saw Pez tweeting about it, but yeah, Borderlands three yes. will be there. Yeah. Um. But uh, yeah, like that. That's something I mean. Is I would like to be. But anyway. <laughs> Next year I will go. I wanted to go last year. I actually, I wanted to go this yeah. year, but next year I will go. I think next year will be a good time. Like a couple of years into it, it's gone to a good rhythm. Maybe things set up nicely. Um, but yeah, no, it, it sort of sparked us all. Like, uh, ended up sharing our PS4 uh, game uh, game tags, and uh, so we're we're all set. My my, my friend list is yeah, very probably. Hey, yeah. I, you can play with other people. Yeah, almost certainly. Um, I'm honestly yeah, first of all to hear this. At this stage, I'm gonna have a I'm gonna have a character to run with you guys, and I have my solo character, and I have a character to run with my friends and work. So that way, I get this like I've got three different characters. I get to experience like three of the four available at launch. So eventually, just, um, or you get to I'm play the covering. first ten hours like three times. <laughs> well, yeah, that too. No, well, at least I'll finish one of them. I'll finish the solo. Like, I can remember when Borderlands Two uh, re-released on PS4, and yeah, I think I think we had we had characters that we played together. We had characters that we played when Ben was available. Yep. And we had characters play that yep. played, we played when Joel was available. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I also because we also had our characters we carried across yeah. from Borderlands Two. So then, like, we like the go, PS3 version. Yeah, occasionally mm-hmm. we'd go back to them and try to beat. Hey, we, we beat her. We, we did it. Did actually, we yeah. got some guy who came in and helped us. Yeah, I f- some it was it's severely nerfed, but I found yep. the conference call and the B. Yeah, and we so killed you him. Consider nice, it. You're nice. done. We're done. Yeah, I am. Um, I I I never got to do any of the raids in that, so I am determined this time around. Like, I'm absolutely determined. But anyway, um, has anyone you guys been playing anything interesting that you wanna wanna share with the table? Uh, well, like you did mention WoW Classic just before. I've sort yes. of, I've been looking at it, I've been thinking about it, and then I talked to one of my friends who jumped on and said, oh, look, you're still playing, uh, you're still playing Battle for Azeroth, are you going to jump into Classic? And I, and I was like, look, I don't know, but we put in a lot of time for it. This is someone so, that I played Classic with. I like the perspective of our conversation. It's like, you're going to come back to old WoW? Yeah. You're you're keep playing new WoW. <laughs> and this is what I meant, like, what are you, some little loser playing new yeah. WoW? <laughs> you're not going to play WoW from 2004? Yeah, pff, you're, you don't like waiting four hours to play a game? And as literally he had been trying to play since 9am this morning, took him seven oh, hours to get in, and he managed to play for 20 minutes got disconnected and then had to queue between oh. behind another and it doesn't just give you an estimated oh. time it tells you how many people you're behind so the second time oh. he got re he was back behind five 
thousand people. At a certain point, that's you are committed nuts. to your queue. Yeah, that's like that's what you're doing today. You're you're queuing. You're gonna go and mow the lawns, <laughs> or you're gonna go and like like clean the kitchen, or whatever you're doing. You're just gonna build the rest of your day around checking in with this queue every so often. I think they are open, up, opening up more servers though, so hopefully that'll get yeah. better. Yeah, yeah, hopefully. Because fingers crossed. You know. You want to say it's a sort of unprecedented demand, but the sad part is... It's World of Warcraft. Yeah, but this is also like... Mm-hmm. This is Blizzard who have put all of their effort into building their player base and sustaining it and giving people what they want and da-da-da and integrating all these other com- like best features from competitive games. And in the end, what everyone really wanted was classic Warcraft. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's... <laughs> from, yeah, from back I, in the day. And it's been... It's so, insane. Yeah, it's been so weird because I didn't play any of these expansions until recently and I've been powering through them. It's been right. so weird playing uh, playing through all of these things in sequence when there is no end game attached to them and there's literally no stakes and no to any of like you get to you know cataclysm they're like oh the dragon's backed up you've got to do these five zones and get this gear and stuff and then you get through one of the zones and you've hit you've reached the level threshold for the next expansion you get another really important message that oh no there's the demons are attacking you've got to come to legion (laughs) i'm like well the gear will be better there so see you later deathwing i'll catch you uh jump ahead to the next expansion and go through that they go oh we've successfully the the whole mechanic for this expansion is that we've built you your own uh, you built your own garrison and you send followers on missions and stuff and you've got to upgrade it and they can all do jobs for you while you're away and I was, at the time I thought this was really cool I get here now and again I'm like all the gear here is useless I'm just going to quest <laughs> here until I tear up and then I'm going to go through to the next one and check out that new uh, iconic uh, addition for that so particular expansion. So it's going on like a world, like a tour. It's like a tour the of greatest like, hits. Well, greatest hits, but if you're going through like an amusement park where they're all <laughs> successively closed, yeah, right. <laughs> like you're going through Dreamworld, but it's all shut down, and there's like people going there, but people who are not there to see Dreamworld, they're there because they love old amusement parks. Like, right. See, <laughs> so you're there, you're there with other people that? who find it weird. That 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 analogy speaks to me on so many levels. Yeah. Because I actually I. I've been watching like YouTube videos on like abandoned like 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 uh like closed down attractions at, at theme parks and stuff like that and like stuff that's already open and uh, or still open and running. But yeah, like that's how I got into it was watching about like the history of like famous attractions like the um Back to the Future ride from Universal Studios and stuff. So yeah, that that analogy like hit me on a on a deeper level <laughs> and like cuz I've followed it. I played it a lot back when it was classic like I put in my time. Um, and then just sort of dropped off for all of the expansions. And going back now, it's really weird to see the disconnect between what the WoW I remember and the sort of this streamlined, you know, you know, easy mode. But it really is like there's very little stakes. The game, the the, the gameplay is significantly easier. They've removed a lot of the friction points. Like for example, you have to go in classic, and they had to put out this primer for classic to to remind people of the game it used to be. And I went right. back and I'm reading through it, and I'm like, holy shit, we did actually put up with this. Like you have to train your weapon skills, even if you're a mage and you don't really want to do that. You want to have a wand that you can cast spells with. You have to train your wand, and every time you level up, you've got to hit enough things with your wand to get another five points. Like because it goes up by five points right. every, and that's your chance to hit. You have to if you when you get level up, you've got to go back to your t- town to buy your new skills off your like even if it's like the next rank of fireball, you've got to buy oh. those skills as they unlock. They get quite expensive, and if you level up faster than you earn gold, guess what, Bucko? <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, so well, it's been it's been a weird and bizarre experience. I just got through to Legion, which is the I believe I think it's the last one before the current expansion. The big hook yeah. there is you 
go on this quest line and you get an artifact weapon that's like really iconic and you know changes on your character and you can level that up as you go and there's this big quest to get it and then the rest of the game is sort of built around it and that's how they feed your your character power is leveling up this artifact weapon and when i got yep. it they presented me with my three choices for my class um you can have like this cool floating skull that talks to you you can have like a, a like a big magic staff we're gonna have a giant scythe and i was like no i really want the scythe but it's for the wrong specialty um <laughs> and then so and then when i moused over it it tells you what the abilities that you get from it and how it tears up and it just says you know legacy item uh effects not not no longer implemented <laughs> oh, this no. entire expansion oh. is for nothing because the all of the effects have just been melded into the base oh, game now God. so it's, that yeah. sucks yeah but i mean it's it's the game that they've made, right? And then yeah. they're expecting they they always service the latest version of that game. So I'm really yeah. excited. I'm really interested to see how WoW Classic goes, even if it is real life queuing and cl- like in game queuing at the moment as well, because of the way the game engine works. If you need to pick up a particular bone, there's only one, <laughs> and it's there. It's one for the map, so it respawns. Or you'll have a particular type of enemy that respawns after each kill. You kill it. You wait thirty seconds. It respawns. But guess what? everyone on your server has a quest to kill that goddamn spider oh. and those servers are packed those servers are packed and and they're not packed like oh they're 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 full and everyone's at um you know everyone's spread out through the whole area they're packed at the starting area so your bloody dust wallow basin or whatever where every orc character that's created is started is all there and they're all trying to complete the same quests oh jesus so whoever got in first and got through those is on like a clean ride yeah. oh yeah through to 60 like they're gonna be they're gonna be clean sailing and so how much of it is is in world classic is the entire full original world of Warcraft? yeah from what like i can gather it's like the full well the vanilla release was all up to 60. Yeah. And then there was content drops as they went to move up yeah, to Burning yeah. Crusade, which didn't increase the level right. cap, but they, I think the end game initially was, I'm really going back, so I could <laughs> be very wrong. Um, <laughs> but it was, there was Scholomance and Strathome and Diamore were some of the big, some of the big end game, like five mans. And then they started dropping raid content after that. Um, and Naxxramas was the, the top tier one, the last one that came out. Um, and, I don't know if that's in the game or if it's if they're going to do another progress like progress out as they did previously. It's gonna be interesting to see where where WoW goes from here, honestly. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah, now you've gone back to classic. Like, what do you do next? Well, it's the thing. Like, uh, and you were saying about like, those those like real life like real world queuing and and yeah. like those are uh, those items that are only there and there's one of them and I have to wait for them to respawn and things like that. It, it's it sort of brings up an interesting conversation about like nostalgia versus quality of life yeah, stuff. Yeah, and the quality of life has been huge because the, the quality of life improvements in that World of Warcraft has made through the through the um, whole thing, like there's a dungeon finder. You want to go to a dungeon, you click your queue for a dungeon and it picks out your role. Final Fantasy's got yeah, one. Exactly. Most MMOs yeah. have one now. There is an Good add-on luck. to have it. The in things more... that like Blizzard have sort of gone, oh, that works for that. Yeah, we're and just going to absorb take that. that and just... that one's ours and we'll take right. that idea. Yeah. And like, who could blame them, really? They are. Oh, yeah. they're Why still, would you not? They're still VMMO. Like, yeah. Even though I like their, their subscriber base has been smaller. Mm-hmm. Uh, and yeah. like stuff like 14 and I assume Guild Wars 2 is still like doing well. Yeah. Like, wow, like when you, when you well, say to someone... Have you heard of MMOs? The one they're going to know is World of Warcraft. Yeah, like and I think the clever part of yeah. it is that World of Warcraft Classic, it you get one subscription to WoW, and you can use that for Battle for Azeroth or World of Warcraft Classic, or both simultaneously. Oh, I so can you choose. Can I could cool. play WoW oh, Classic okay, if I go. wanted to right now. That's cool because I'm subbed once. 
Um, so that's pretty yeah, neat. They have that ability to suck people in with nostalgia, and then they play and be like, "Oh, this is so much harder than I remember." And then maybe they segue over to, to Battle for Azeroth and get all of that, you know, the the sweet, the easy pets, and the flying mounts, and yeah. uh, the better character models, and all of those improvements that have made, been made to the game over time. Yeah, um, um, that's yeah, it's really fascinating. It's, I've dabbled with WoW before, but like it wasn't until I don't even know what like, I didn't touch any of the the the, the content. Uh, like the extra content, I just did like early, early level stuff. Um, but I, I remember the hearing that Legion was pretty good as a, as a. The frustrating um, thing is, from what I'm doing of it, yeah, it seems pretty solid. Like, but the problem mm. is that all of the, all of the rewards you for the content, no I'm literally yeah. just running numbers to get my bar up until I can get for Battle for Azeroth, um, and then see what the content is there. Uh, where where yeah. it actually matters and it's important because you just blow past these dungeons, these storylines go unfinished, all of these poor like I've I've found out exactly one fifth of the mysteries of Pandaren Isles, which seemed really interesting and cool, and then I'm just like, sorry, over leveled. You're worth See nothing you. to me now. <laughs> See you guys later. So ha- like, it's not quite the same, obviously. But how do you feel about that versus how we've been going with fourteen? Yeah, I know we haven't played much, but we did just finish the last quest for the base game and we're into like the in-between patch content now yeah which so far isn't very fun it's kind of boring See, it's I... like talk to person yeah. fast travel talk to person 14 has yeah. such a interesting i don't want to say problem but it does it has a really interesting problem in that you have the one character in 14 and you change your job so if I want to be, I've just got to be a sweet samurai, which is the entire reason I paid money for fourteen, and it's so good. <laughs> I, I love it. Um, and I got something got me with um with the Heaven's Worm. I want yeah, to be a dragoon. Right. I want to be a, be a dragoon. sweet dragoon, be a jumpy dragoon. And that's why I originally got fourteen because I wanted to be a spiky dragoon and do jump attacks. Yep. Which I know the fourteen fan base apparently hates, but I don't care. No, you don't care because you're you, you're the one staring at your character's yeah, butt. Exactly, I'm the one doing attacks. sweet jump attacks. Yeah, there is jealousy. You can't yeah. take that from me. Yeah. Um, and the yeah, the the samurai is super cool and fun. But the thing is, if I then wanted to be a gladiator or a white mage or something, I could rechange my job on the fly whenever I wanted. Um, be, well, as long as I'm not in combat, I think is the rule. Yeah, I think yeah. yeah. <laughs> Can't just do a mid job, mid mid fight. Um, so, uh, but then you go back to you know level one or level twelve or what a level that job is. So fourteen needs to have accessible content to level up every job oh yeah and that's why there's a million quests so there's a million quests in it so it's not quite the same like you follow the main quest with your main um job but then it becomes i I would have no idea how to go back like if we get to level 80 somehow magically um with our with the jobs that we decide we really like and then if you want to go back and level something else up you would have to go online you'd have to go and look at where the good areas are you'd have to there'd have to be a tool to find there's because yeah, like I think there are those quests, but honestly, the easiest way would be dungeons, probably. Yeah, and so it's like you're trying to find out like a, a crit path to yeah like, to get that level. And yep. each yep. job I think has like a hunting log as well, which gets you a decent amount of XP. Oh, that's true. Which sort of helps you level log. up a bit as well. Yeah, but yeah, like it's a good point. Like when you pick another job, it, you've got to go leveled up. Yeah, and the, like the main reason I picked the uh, um, I picked way up again because you know you love the gear, you love the numbers. And you can go and transmog your gear to look like other gear. And they've got this whole directory that you can now flick through, like a dressing room kind of, and see, wow, I really okay. like those shoulders. I love that helmet. I want this. Like, how do I get this ridiculous gear? And it tells you where it comes from, what dungeon it comes from. And then you're like, cool. Okay, so if I do this dungeon enough times, which is something I never could do in vanilla because I was, you know, a scrub or busy or whatever, um, right. or just never got the right drops, um, I can go back and do it now. And it does, But then suddenly you blow past the level 
for that content. Like you right. try, I tried a dungeon like three times, and then I was over leveled for it, and I couldn't match make for that dungeon anymore. So I don't know how it works when you get to cap. Maybe they level all the dungeons up to cap, and you can just pick mm. which ones you want. See, I do like that fourteen has sync. Yeah, you just so level sync down to it. Yeah, once you queue for a dungeon, right. if you go to a lower dungeon, it'll have like a level that just goes. You are all this level max. And I played a lot. Like I played a lot of um, World of Warcraft with my daughter, and then suddenly i i played a bit on my own and i broke level 60 while she was i think level 52 so maybe i played a bit more than a bit on my own but anyway suddenly <laughs> we couldn't match make together anymore oh at all yeah uh... so our dungeon finders were two completely separate queues mm. so we were basically stuck and i came back down to her level to try to help her wrap up some quests and get her some xp but the game was still giving me sort of enough xp for helping out that it was keeping me in uh... front so then by the time we but I was looking at the trend, I'm like, by the time we get you to 60, I'm going to be 70, and I'm going to be pushed into another bracket. Yeah, and then, right. Yeah. And then we just grew so apart, you know? This sounds like a, this sounds like a, this sounds like a Blizzard problem, because, you know, Overwatch is very similar with, like, and I get it, it's competitive. Oh, yeah, but, that's exactly um, right, with your competitive. It's the same thing. That. Like, yeah. the amount of times that we've had, like, nights where we're like, all right, cool, let's jump in, we're all squatted up. Oh, wait, no, Karen can't join us because he's too good at the yeah. game. Because <laughs> he's too good. Um, it's not and, true. And, and, I'm I, terrible now. It's it's actually no. To be fair, it was more. It was more so that like I got fucked over from that there was season. That, there years was that years ago. one season where they were really harsh on yeah. ESR, yep. and he never recovered from it. it was because like yep. because how could you? Because once that screwed you over, you very All your subsequent ranks are built off. Yeah, yeah, and like I think mm-hmm. you very justifiably were like, eh, I'm not playing next competitive season. Which why would you? Yeah, and then from yeah. there, it was just like, well, this is your home now, and it just it sucks. That's if that's what happened. And then like we all just... stopped playing Overwatch. Yeah, yeah. I, 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 I dabbled a bit the other day. PC doesn't count, Joel. Console only here. <laughs> Fucking. All right. I've heard. I've heard of like like PC elitism, but like it's, it's like flipped on its head here. Jesus. Um, console underclass. Con- console underclass. Yeah. It's console. Console underclass. working class. Yeah. <laughs> Blue collar console. Okay. Um, the bourgeois. <laughs> bourgeois PC. Uh, <laughs> Uh, have you been uh, dabbling with anything else, though, Brennan? Uh, look, that's fourteen. Bit of division. Yep. Still really yep. like it. Hate the fucking grind to get the gunner. Um, yeah, uh, I, I haven't touched love, it. So. I love those extension. Like I think we talked about it last time. Uh, the the side missions that they put out that that everybody got, not just season pass holders. Oh yeah, yeah, the yeah. expedition yeah. missions. Yes, they were good. When they yanked it. Sorry, they yanked it. No, yeah, no snake, play no snake gun, gun for you. you. No snake gun for me and no extra content for me. Yeah. Fucking I mean, I'm sure we'll rotate back play. around, but just let me tell you, well, snake gun's real damn snake good. Snake gun's great. They second that they're going to bring it back when they finish implementing the masterwork stuff. I have no idea what that is, but cool, I guess. Yep. Yeah. I don't know if we'll still be there, but I do periodically <laughs> go back in. I'd be like, oh, I could just go and shoot someone in the head. That sweet noise. <laughs> yeah, that's my gun. My, my gun could just be like, hey, shoot that guy. And I'd be like, okay, gun. Okay, <laughs> okay talking yeah. gun. <laughs> okay, talking gun. You've never steered me wrong. Yeah. <laughs> I, like, I've been, yeah, I've been like dipping in and out of it as well. Um, listen, I, I, my my aim at the moment is to get to like World Tier Five and just yeah, I would like to get to World Tier Five and then that's that's I think that's my oh actually yeah, exactly. you played Division One didn't you, Joel? Oh, very briefly because <laughs> I remember reading about this stuff about World of Warcraft having this queuing. Division One had it, and I remember seeing it on the right. day. And I think it was in the beta, so you might have seen it as well, Karen. When you first... I remember the like 
that there was you had to go up a fire escape and talk to a guy in a room a and desk. you had to at yes. a desk and you had to like register yes. as a division agent and there's just, just like thirty team. people yeah. there just standing around trying desperately to get to him and you had collision with each other yes. so people so are just crammed into this room. Yeah. So like they uh, obviously and one person, that. and he had to go through all of his dialogue and everyone could hear it. So well, you know, if you're in a fire team of three people and he you someone walks up and the guy's like okay what's your name all right you're a division agent you are now sworn to defend and you're just like okay this is pretty cool when you've got 45 people like, <laughs> trying to do it you're like guys instance your servers i just want to play Please. the game yeah. make this a yeah. single player room yeah you are capable of doing it just phase it make you it can... a cutscene. yeah yeah, make it a cutscene, which is kind of what they did in two. It is what they did like, sort of in the Yeah, yeah. it's kind of what they did in two. There's like, cutscene, and you're in the game. You're like, sweet. That's what I wanted. Um, but yeah. Uh, so, nothing else there, Brennan? Look, that's, pre- that's pretty much me. I think that's enough. <laughs> yeah. um, I've, I've gotten to... Uh, when my friend asked me if I wanted to go back to play Classic with him, I was just like, this is the furthest I've ever been in World of Warcraft. I can't I can't go back to zero now. <laughs> I can't, <laughs> I can't, can't go back to one. I'm just yeah. going to I'm just going to roll another fucking warlock. What am I doing? <laughs> like, just, yeah. I'll stick with what I've got. Uh, uh, well, Karen, what about you? Have you been uh, have you been dabbling with anything? Well, obviously as I said, I was playing the get better game and then that was yep. really about all I accomplished. Yep. Uh, last week, but I got better just in time for Control. Yay. So Control, it came out literally yesterday. Yeah. And I've been pretty excited for it for a while, uh, ever since, uh, I can't watch E3 it popped up at, but uh, I'm, I'm a sucker for Remedy, especially recently with their games just being weird. Yeah, yeah like, I, I mean, I, I, I can't help but think this is like, a current ass game. Like, it is current as hell. Like because I have like Alan Wake do... was. This yeah. is also in that same yeah. game. There's so much I've heard room people in the market for weird. Mm-hmm. That really yeah. is. I'm glad Absolutely. that Remedy is here just wrapping it. And I, I, I've heard this game being described as uh, like Twin Peaks meets X Files, and I was like, if that isn't fucking current summed up, it goes even further, Joel, because Twin Peaks meets X Files meets Metroid. <laughs> oh shit! Because it's got oh, like man. it's got oh. like the the map is very Metroidvania esque, <laughs> where you are exploring it doubling back when you get like key cards to open higher ranked doors and stuff like that so there's backtracking and it's just my jam joel i love it uh i won't talk too much about it because i think i'm only like four or so missions in i don't know how far that it is in the grand scheme of things right but uh very early on story wise so i'm still really just piecing it together myself mm-hmm. but basically you play as jesse jesse faden i believe her name is okay and she comes into this into a bureau which is just this giant building which is fine on the outside just like this giant building but on the inside it's something called the oldest house the oldest where house this specific organization basically just like tracks down strange foreign objects around the world and then brings them back and houses them there and that's just one of the things i love most about this game because it's there are far this game is full of documents that you can read and i love it normally i would hate it but I yeah. usually love those. I, I, Weirdly, so normally much. I can get I can get old, but like because of how interesting and again just weird the content yeah. is in this game, I'm like I've got to read them all. So much of stuff is just redacted. How much of it is audio logs? Uh so far that's the stuff has been less of, but that, yeah. it's popping up more and more now. Most of it is there's uh the phone called the hotline, which you use to contact the beyond. Yeah, which okay. gives you you basically use that to con- to contact the former director that you are replacing. And he'll give you like a usually a minute and a half conversation, like talk about the particular subject. Uh, and right. there are video logs you can watch that one of the um, head scientists has has recorded and left behind. Yeah, to just sort of piece together again, just more of what this place does. 
I, so there's an interesting side note to this is because I was um, a friend of mine for some I, at work. We were talking about something and he started telling me about like, well, I think we we're talking about podcasts and he was telling me about, he listens to all these stories that are about um, SCP. Yeah, yep. SCP. It's this 100% yes. everything that and I've seen about it. Exactly, exactly what this is. Exactly it's, yeah. It like is it. what it is. Do you, are yeah. You, yeah, so have you, are you familiar with that, Joel? A little bit. I've I've looked into it. He's given me some stuff to listen to, and I haven't got around to it yet. But I'm definitely intrigued. And I, if you look on like the 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 Wikipedia, Wikipedia page for like the SCP, it says like it, uh, in other media, it's like control was directly influenced. And I was like, yeah, of course it was. Yeah. Like it, it was just from watching the trailer, even so, yeah. Um, and and I've, the SCP is one of my favorite things, just as a random internet phenomenon just based around people writing scary stories about creepy pictures they yeah. find here's what yeah. it is and then let's redact a bunch of it yeah. um and and write backstory it's and it's surprisingly just developed effective. this whole mythology around it yeah it's really cool yeah it's really neat so and, and yeah yeah it's just this like summed into that game with just, even from just someone who's only just watched the trailers for it i'm just like okay yep i'll put two and two together there. Yeah, yeah like that's if you know what that is when you are Probably yep. across what this is. Some of the, my favorite examples so far that I found, uh, they're pretty early games, so again, I won't spoil anything, because there's been some crazy shit. Uh, there was a floppy disk that they found, which, when, because the idea is that these objects, you know, they're dangerous because of, you know, yeah. they're weird, possessed things, so they store right. them. But as the director, I'm not sure if other characters are capable of doing it, you interact with them and can basically bind them to yourself by undergoing a trial. And then right. usually they will give you powers. So, for example, there was a floppy disk that gave you the power to, like, telekinesis, basically. I can lift things up and throw them now. Yeah. Why not? Like, why not? Yeah, sure. Uh, yeah, there's, a, yeah. um, there's a light switch that if you pull it three times, it pops you over to a, a, a specific Ocean View motel and casino, <laughs> which there you have to... It operates on the rule of threes, where you yeah. ring a bell three times and a specific door opens to get a key to open another door. Yeah. Which might yeah, say, I, like just having having a setting inside like the Ocean View Hotel, I'm like that's pretty uh that's pretty David Lynch right there. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I've 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 heard about that because I was listening to Greg. But Janitor looks it. so much yeah. like him. I, I I have to imagine it's a nod. Yeah, yeah. It's um yeah. <laughs> it's I, yeah. It's uh I heard, yeah I was listening to, to Greg Miller talk about like that and that that sounded really fascinating about the the, the Ocean View Hotel yeah, stuff. It's really with the, cool. The and they, they make a big deal of it. Like, look. Most agents can't, we, we haven't even figured out how to get past the first puzzle to get this key. Because one end of it is like all just numbered doors and the other end, all the doors have symbols on it. And the okay. only one they figured out how to open so far, at least in my playthrough, is the one that's the upside down pyramid. It's like other okay. ones with like squiggly symbols. Like we don't know how to open these ones. Yeah. <laughs> we, haven't, we haven't figured it out yet. <laughs> that sounds, oh man, it sounds so fascinating. It's cool. Like it's so cool and weird. I, yep. lo- I love the fact that this is people's job. Yeah. Right. It's just like, it's the yep. direct, the, the the Bureau of Control. You have the Bureau of Investigation, and they go and they investigate yeah. stuff. The Bureau of Control is just like, "What's your job? We got to control shit. Yeah. Like, we yeah. just manage it." So, and these people come in, and the, from some of the stuff that I've seen, like the videos I watched, it just seems like people doing their job. Just yeah. like this is what we do. It's a nine to five. It's not ideal, but you know, got so rent. That's what it brings me to the next point of what I was going to talk about. Again, without giving too much away, uh, as your character turns up, it's in the pro- like basically these this entity called the Hiss is infesting the building and essentially just causing it to transform and shift and not look like it used to look, which is pretty, you know, substandard. You're like, okay, that's not great. But there was actually a hilarious one. I want to bring this up specifically for you, Brennan. I found a document. It was just some guy complaining, 
So he was being asked to submit his his forms for like expenses for something he was on a trip for. Yeah. And he said he did it. He put it in the tube yeah. and tried to shoot it over to them. Yeah. But the building shifted. <laughs> and then it got spat out into another dimension. And they're like, sorry, if you don't get it to us, like we're not we're not reimbursing you, which is like, this is bullshit. <laughs> it's not my fault the building's transforming. I'm trying to do my job. <laughs> I love that. I love that. That's that, fantastic. It's that it is. It's very Lynchian. That combination of something paranormal and monstrous with just bureaucracy yeah. and people just yeah. trying to get by and being very mundane. It's like, <laughs> Super I mundane. Really yeah. love that. Yeah. So um, there's been some other fun documents along those lines as well. Just so, like again, like I said, normally I usually get sick of reading t- like text. Yeah. In a lot of these games, like at a certain point, it's too much. But even I'm like, what's this one say? Yeah. Because like, they even what list... secrets do you yeah, hold? What have you got? Because mm-hmm. they even list like a bunch of the um, objects that you don't actually get to see, which is cool. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, what's so that's the... really yeah. In terms of the the, the um the, those like documents and stuff, are they like lengthy or anything like that? Not really. Just... No, no. They're normally only like a few paragraphs. Okay. Cool. So they're not they're not that's huge. Right. And yeah, again, yeah. like some of them are just like there's a bunch of words just redacted. <laughs> okay. Right. Okay. Cool. Uh, but that's sort of the best way to sort of describe this, the setting without giving too much away. So now I will okay. briefly talk about the gameplay. Okay. Which uh, pretty much, pretty, you know, honestly, pretty standard third-person shooter fl- like fair here. Okay. Uh, with the, the catch being that your one weapon, I think it's called the grip is its name, or at least the base form is the grip. The grip okay. is the gun that only the director can wield. Yeah. And... At, at this point, I found a couple of different ones, but basically, as you play through the game, you'll upgrade it with different modes. So you won't be getting different guns per se, but you'll be getting different attachments. You can have two equipped at a time once you upgrade your... There's a, a thing you've got to upgrade to get a second slot. And so far, I've found one... Like, the basic grip is sort of like a pistol. Yeah. Pretty basic. Okay. I found, like, one that sort of reminds me of a... I guess a shotgun's the best example. It's like yeah. Shatter. I've got a minigun one where they're like little panels on the side of a gun come out and like just spin really quickly like Whoa. a machine gun. Yeah, That's cool. And I just got one which sort of feels like the sniper rifle where it can only fire twice in succession, but you can hold it down to charge it and then just yeah, just nail them in the face and they'll have a bad time. Railgun it, yeah. Um, yeah, so the weapon stuff is pretty cool. Uh, then of course, as I mentioned earlier, there are the abilities. I've, I've picked up so far a few. I've got telekinesis to throw stuff at people. I can make like a rock shield with my L1 trigger which blocks incoming bullets, but I also just upgraded so when I get rid of it, I actually throw over rocks at the enemies, which is neat. Oh, yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. Um, I can... I've got, like, a dodge with circle, which is sort of, like, a really quick dash. But I know there's all... I remember heaps of stuff in the trailers as well. Like, I'm looking forward to flight. Yeah. I know you get to fly in this game, and I can't wait to yeah. get it. Yeah, I've, I I have heard that too. Again, Greg Miller was talking about that in now. Uh, yeah, it looks really cool. And I've already yeah. seen, like, a few things high up. I'm like, I can't get to you yet. I'm coming back for you. I, yeah. I'm actually really looking forward to seeing more of this game and getting and like I'm really looking forward to playing it myself because yeah. I was concerned with just one gun because I'm like ah don't yeah like no, right. it's just all the gameplay I've seen you just shooting this one gun and I hear oh you get to fire different ammo I'm like yeah it's still kind of not that exciting but then from the right. the gunplay that I've seen um Kyron just shout it's really dynamic yeah okay. there's a lot cool. going on and yeah. uh, cool, cool. so that's where I will start to get into the, probably my biggest complaint about this game. And it's one where I think, I've seen some people saying that maybe this game's a gen too early, and I might buy into that. Right. Because performance takes a hit a lot. Now, I love the game, so I've been able to overlook it for the most part. But the problem that I have with it is it's so easy to sort of get it to just stutter. 
Now, right. the environments, which is great, by the way, the environments are hugely interactive. Like, basically, everything isn't bolted down. Yeah. So you can sort of knock it around and all that sort of stuff. Great. Can't imagine it's great for the actual engine and, yeah. like, the game trying to load itself constantly in these combat encounters. Right. Especially in the really busy rooms where you're like, I have thrown this rock at that guy and he's exploded. And the game's like, okay, look, he's blown up. But also, everything around him is now scattered. You're like, no, no, frame rate. Oh, yeah. oh, it's oh, down no. to like five FPS. What's happening? Oh, wow. <laughs> it gets really bad. Uh, it mostly this is for kicking over all those blo- books <laughs> in Bloodborne. It's exactly that. It feels like that. Um, it's it's again in in like tr- the typical gunfights. Not a huge issue. It's only when the environment starts really getting crazy. Uh, and also, apparently, for some weird reason, right? If you pause, and then unpause. <laughs> The okay. game just sort of stutters briefly for a few seconds before it course corrects, and I don't really know why. Well, that's rough. Yeah, it is. and That's interesting. Again, I've heard in the past, Remedy games generally, they need some polishing after release, so yeah. they patch Alan them Wake as they was go. a little, yeah. little cracky. And I know, I know Quantum yeah. Break had a lot of people complaining initially as well. So I do believe it'll get better, but like it is pretty rough at the moment. I just love it so much I can overlook it, and it only annoys me when I get into a big fight. I'm like, all right. I can't really control my character properly right now because the frame right. rate is so low. But then it dies down and the game gets itself back together and it's all good. But that's probably my biggest complaint, really. It's cool. Yeah. The environments are cool and it's great. You can interact with them so heavily and throw literally almost anything. Yeah. Desks, folders, like screens, speakers, like anything you can grab and highlight with R1 and throw, yeah. you can do. But also then the game just starts to fall apart. Well, yeah, you're the director. You get to distribute resources. Yeah. And yeah, yeah. <laughs> destroy and frame rate. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe I'll check it out on PC if it goes on sale later on in the year. Um, uh, I mean, it should be okay for you. I know there was a patch that came out for PC recently. It oh. is on people's saves. <laughs> oh, okay. Maybe give well. it a few. Yeah. Give it a few patches. Well, I, yeah, that's what I mean. Maybe Christmas time. We'll see how it goes. Yeah. Very good yeah. game. I think it'll be a prime candidate when next gen rolls around for like an early like remaster. Right. And again, like it could be great in a few weeks when like I'll definitely be keeping an eye on it. I'll check out the patches in the future to see if it ever you know, if that main issue I have gets fixed up. Because apart from that, the game is really good. The story yeah. and the setting is interesting, the combat is fun. I love Remedy. Yeah. No one's out there making weird shit like this like yeah. with this sort of budget. I should specify because there's a lot of weird indie games, but yeah. this one this is sort of feels like a big budget like action game with a bunch of just weird shit going on. Like this seems like the epitome of double A game as well. Like yeah, I don't yeah, mean I, that I don't in, say so. Well, because they're published by five oh five, which aren't even a big publisher, yeah, really. Yeah, exactly. I don't mean that as a derogatory term. It just seems like it's like it's not like backed by a Sony or a Microsoft or a Bandai Namco or anything like that. You know what I mean? It's yeah. It is worth remembering. This is their first game in a while, not backed by mm. a big boy. Like they because their last yes. few games were Microsoft only. Yeah. So um. Still, I think the future is bright for Remedy, and yeah, Control's really good. Yeah, and it's reviewing, it's like, critically, it's doing really well, yes. so... Like I said, like, I was actually pretty surprised after I played it myself that more critics weren't taking it to task over the performance. I know some have been, and they've been mentioning it in their reviews. Yeah, but, honestly, um, you're you're the first, that's the first I've heard of that, to be honest. Yeah, like I said, like, yeah. I am still really enjoying it, but I think it's worth bringing up. Yep. I, I do often overlook it, though, just because I just love the game. But it is rough do, sometimes. Do we know if it's any better on like PlayStation 4 Pro? So there's been some talk about that. I've yeah. heard it runs better on Xbox One X. Yeah, right. Uh, but and Pro, PS4 Pro apparently a bit better. It just seems like it's one of those weird things where I need to just do some optimizing. Yeah, more than anything. Okay. Uh, yeah. Again, it is again first multi-platform in a while. Maybe that's part of it. Yep. Just like True. just getting it running 
you know, maximum settings on all consoles was tricky. But yeah, I'll definitely keep an eye out. I know they're working on patches, and hopefully it gets better. But right now, apart from the, the performance stuff, I fucking love it. Awesome. It's really good. No, I'm excited to, to dive into it eventually. Yeah, for sure. But that um, is really all I've been playing. That's it? Yeah. Okay. Cool. That's the survival game. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. yeah. I was like, wait, what? Is there another? Yeah, I was no, like, was okay, I get you. No, no, I'm like, just being alive is it, it was tough. <laughs> yeah, I can it's imagine. Would, yeah, especially um, when you're going down to stay at a friend's place and you're like, he's got a kid. I don't want to be the guy yeah. gets sick. So I was um, like dosing myself on just any antibiotics or drugs that I could legally get. Just yeah, worked, smashing right? them all down. Killed my stomach, but it worked. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, I, I've had a couple of games that I've, I, I want to bring up this week. Um, uh, I did tool around a little bit with uh, I I bought Titanfall two and Star Wars Battlefront two on PC because they were going for like five bucks a piece on Origin, um, which was like okay cool. But then I had to download Origin. Um, <laughs> it's true. That's that's, that's, so that's always the cost. Yeah, that was you know I paid for it in time trying to get like Titanfall two no problems that was all right. Uh, Battlefront two took a little bit extra to get working, but. Um, and also, I, they were like relatively new games, and also running on Frostbite, especially with um, uh, Battlefront Two. I wanted to see how far I could, you know, see how you know my PC could go. Um, and yeah, just cranked it all up to Ultra. It's fine, no problems, uh, which made me happy. So because uh, I haven't had a PC ever that could do that, so that's why I just I like to just see. So I think um, the real test is Witcher Three. Witcher yeah. Three. I'm, I'm gonna. I'm gonna. Um, my personal test is going to be Doom Eternal because I'm going to pick that up at launch on PC. That'd be close. I don't think it'll push as far as Witcher Three would. Oh, uh, no. because Witcher Three, you're not going to notice frame rate as much. Doom Eternal, you're going to want that. You're going to want that yeah, sixty that's... locked at a minimum. Exactly. So that's why I'm like, I'm gonna, I'm gonna try that out maybe. But um, but uh, uh yeah, Titanfall Two. I played a bit of the campaign again because man, that campaign is just yeah. Again, one of the most underrated shooter campaigns ever like it's just it's such it's so good um and yeah not not nearly enough people played it and it makes me sad because it's so fucking great maybe respawn um, should have picked a different date i look i know i know <laughs> that they're not completely at like faultless at this but it's yeah it still makes me sad because it's genuinely like it has just it is like a dumb action movie but that dumb action movie that actually makes you care a little bit like you're like oh i'm in for in for a penny in for a pound with this um, but yeah, it's really, really great. And, uh, but then I, I flicked over and played a bit of the Battlefront 2 campaign. It's fun. Like, <laughs> I'm, I'm happy to hear it's at least fine. It's like, it's fine. Like I, it, it just is like classic, um, before that, I think, cause that was, no, that was after the Battlefield 1, wasn't it? Battlefront What's 2. That? Battlefront 2. Yeah. Oh, that's... I think it was after Battlefield 1. I yeah. think it was after 1. Yeah. Yeah, one so, happened, and then Battlefront Two happened, and then they did Battlefield. Because it's it's really interesting, that, like because everyone was willing to give Battlefront Two a bit more, <coughs> bit more benefit of the doubt because Battlefield One was right. quite good. Yeah, and that like the, the the way they dealt out the story stuff in that was really interesting. Um, mm. this and it didn't feel like oh here's just some like multiplayer maps in disguise. Like this kind of does in a way. Like there yeah. was. A, a couple of the missions I've done is just like here's an open area, like clear out all these enemies and attack this point. And I was like, I, I see what you're doing, I get it. Um, and like again, it was it's fine. I played a little bit of like the instant action stuff while it was installing. 
Um, and that was fun. I was playing as the, um, the, um, I was playing as the, uh, fucking, oh God, my Star Wars like Joel's like handing really... in his Star Wars card. Yeah. Oh, I am. I am. It was um, really stuck with him. <laughs> but yeah, I was playing as the bad guys. Look, it's fine. Um, anyway, I, so the we were Empire. like, the Empire, thank you. I keep going. <laughs> oh my, yeah, no, sorry, Joel, uh, hand that card I, over. It's, I'm tearing it up as we speak. It's fine. Um. <laughs> And <laughs> EA's happy because I'm slamming their game a little bit. No, um, yeah, and and like that was kind of fun. Just it was, it was just like a multiplayer single player version of a multiplayer map uh, in like a small scale one, and it was fun. Got to be like Kylo Ren for a bit. That was kind of cool, um, and just like flip around and like being the heroes is fun. Like I I, I like that part of it, um, and then the shooting stuff is is good. It's a it's it's serviceable it's not you're good like you're not coming to a star wars game to shoot a blaster let's be real here no exactly and that's the thing uh, republic commando <laughs> yeah, well, you're sure. only attending for that that's the only thing you're doing yeah um no it's uh, like, yeah like you're 100 right there like you the shooting is is fine and serviceable but you really just want to get to those points where you get to be you know flying an x-wing or you know being kylo ren or all that any of that kind of stuff um but they did announce a whole bunch of new stuff that they're releasing for it in September, which I'm kind of going to check out. There's like PVE stuff, um, which sounds Wonder really cool. Wonder if we'll get cool. Dark Ray, huh? Uh, 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 yes, you will. Yeah. <laughs> yes, you will. Yeah, you will. And I, oh, man, that, that lightsaber looks so badass, though. Um, anyway. I, I'm in two minds. Like, I think it, I'm like, okay, yeah, I can see that. But also, like, it's a bit dumb. It is a bit dumb. Oh, 100%. Yeah. yeah. Especially That's the more I, I look that, at it. That gif that goes around, which I love the most. Like, the yeah. Sif army knife is just the perfect summary. <laughs> yeah. yeah. You're ready for any situation, though. Yeah. That's the main thing. I, exactly. I actually like that lightsaber better when it's closed and she's got like two blades and I'm yeah. like, wow, that's pretty, yeah. It reminds me of, um, of Kadaj's sword from Evan children. Yeah. It's yeah. like double blade katana. <laughs> yeah. It's like, I don't, I'm not sure about the purpose of this, but it looks cool. I guess it's yeah. good for like carrots and stuff. I guess. Yeah. Like, yeah. I don't, like yeah. I don't. You got it. <laughs> no, it's, it, it's, it's essentially just, it's a lightsaber trick weapon. That's what it was. All it is. Mm. Flick it out. Yeah. Right, um, but anyway, um, yeah, Battlefront 2 is good. I'm probably tool around with it a bit more, but again, it cost me $5. I was like, for that price, why not? Um, oh, and yeah, the whole thing about like the cutscenes not being like in the, the right resolution, it's really noticeable. Um, <laughs> I thought you were going to say, oh, that's fine. That's all yeah, being fixed. Not no, no, sure, no, it's no, still no, a problem. No, yeah. no, super noticeable. Um, like every now and then you just be like, oh God, like, especially when you're transitioning <laughs> from gameplay into it, you're just like, oh god this oh this is a cutscene they're supposed to look better than the game like what is going on here um wow yeah it's rough um i remember i remember our friend broad showing me that when it first came out because he bought it on ps4 and he was like yeah check this out and i was like gross (laughs) that's really bad (laughs) that's real bad um but yeah that's anyway that's i've been just tooling with those the other the other two things i want to talk about um was a game i think i brought up a while ago um but it finally fully came out it's a game that I sort of uh, sort of bought early in early development um, on uh, itch.io. Itch.io is that how it's pronounced? I've always pronounced it itch.io. I've always yeah. said itch.io, but yeah, I, itch.io. I've, I've heard both, yeah. honestly. Yeah. yeah so um, it's by uh, a guy called Terry Kavnar, who you might not know the name himself, but you might know some of the things he's made. He made V V V V V V V V V V V V. Yeah, yeah. However many V's uh, and Super Hexagon. Uh, among a whole bunch of other different things as well. Um, but he put out this game called Dicey Dungeons. Um, 
and brace yourself for a plot twist here. Um, Dicey Dungeons is a deck building roguelike game. So, so at this point, I just assume that every <laughs> indie game is a roguelike because that's all they seem to be making. And I'm not going to do myself any favors with the second game I'm going to bring up either because it's pretty much the same. Um, but yeah, it's really cool. So it's uh, the whole setup for it is like a game show, um, and it's like hosted by Lady Luck, and she's like luring adventurers in and basically turning them into a, a dice. So there's like the, the different characters are different, like classes, like thief, um, warrior. Um, and then there's like robot. They're the, they're the three that I've unlocked so far. There's like six all up, I believe. Um, and yeah, basically you go through like stages and it's, uh, turn-based combat, but your like mana, I guess, is determined by dice rolls. So like you get, you roll, I think when you start off, you have like oh, three boy. dice. Luck. <laughs> Luck. Yeah. Chaos. Well, yes, but there are things that can influence that. So like you start off with like, I think two or three Luck. dice. Um, two or three dice, and, and depending on what class you pick, like you start with a certain set of items. Uh, so you're at, on your turn, you roll your dice, and um, it comes up with all your equipment and stuff that you, or like your abilities and things. So uh, it might be, you know, you might have a dagger, which you know, if you put um, a, a a three into it or any number into it, it might do that much damage. So if you put a six in it, it does six damage to the enemy. Um, but then it gets into things like there's like status effects uh, and then there's uh, certain uh, equipment that has like a, you ha- can I have like a maximum of three? So like it could be like, oh, you know, this one has a maximum of four, but I've rolled a five. Uh, so I can't use that dice on that particular item. Uh, or it could be odds and evens, or it could be uh, other things that can like bump the dice up one. So say you rolled a four uh, and one of the things is like a maximum of five and you want to do the max damage you can use drag the dice onto that first and it ups it to a five and then drag it onto that other sounds very complex but it's not um it's really... i'm familiar yeah yeah no, it actually it actually sounds like it sounds pretty familiar i've been trying to think of where i've heard of this game now that you've been talking about it and okay. um uh jerry at penny arcade did a write-up for it right okay uh, maybe two maybe two articles ago right. um, and it was yeah he was he's a huge fan and it's is, super fun. What's the soundtrack like? Really good. Yeah, that's what. It's, yeah, it is that game because he was absolutely yeah. talking up the soundtrack. Um, yeah, no, the soundtrack is excellent, and I wasn't expecting that because I remember I played an early release of it when I bought it because um, I bought it for like six or seven dollars, and it's like you know in full release now. Um, and it wasn't there wasn't much to it, and you can only play like one or two dungeons. But this one has like ongoing things to try and unlock more characters and like uh, apparently there's i was just reading because i've got the wiki page up about it apparently there's like um uh there's like metagame progression like yeah um new episodes featuring the same characters that have different rule sets um and i'm like okay i need to go back and play more of this now but <laughs> it's um this game would be perfect a, a perfect mobile game i think as well um i i, I don't want to say you know put it on the switch because of clearly any game on the switch but mobile especially because it you don't need much control over it it's like dragging stuff so it's just dragging dice onto boxes um so i think that'd be really really cool as in a mobile setting i don't know if there are plans for that um but i mean super hexagon was pretty popular on on mobile so i imagine maybe he's thinking about doing that um but yeah it's uh i i'm really really enjoying it 
uh highly recommended it's it's on itch.io uh, now you can pick it up i can't remember exactly how much it is maybe like 10 or 12 dollars now it's not too much um and it's just yeah it's it's my shit it's just <laughs> i love this it is stuff. a joel game it's it is yeah much like controller the kaironaz game this is very much a me game um it's uh yeah it's really cool and like some of the characters are really like the enemy design is really really funny as well there's like i think it's called like speaker head and he's just got a boom box for a head this guy in like a purple suit with a boombox for a head, and when you beat him, he's like, "Oh, have you got any tapes? Specifically, anything past 1982?" Like, um, just yeah, really, it's really dumb, and, and yeah, like you said, Brendan, the soundtrack is excellent. Like, it's really good, um, and that's what blew me away. Like, all the art and stuff is completely different from when I played it originally. It's a lot more polished now, um, and it's just got that one more go feel to it, where you just like you finish a run or you die. It's like i got 10 minutes, I'll just go again. And then like three hours later, you've like trying to get through um, your like fourth or fifth run. I've beaten, I've got to finish a run with the warrior and I've gotten up to the boss, like the final boss fight with the thief. Um, but yeah, I think, I don't know. I got up to the final boss fight as a thief, but before that I actually encountered a druid character uh, who I fought. Uh, and the thief has an ability where you can copy it, it, it'll basically give you the option to use a move from the enemy. So it, every turn, it'll randomize a different move from the enemy. Uh, and the the druid had one of like turn into a bear, and I thought it'd just be for that fight. Nope, it was permanent. <laughs> um, so I finished the game as a bear, uh, which was cool. Amazing. Uh, That's yeah, incredible. It, yeah, I was like, I was like, wait, why am I still? What, where's all my shit gone? Um, and then I realized that yeah, I was still a bear. Um, but yeah, you've got, it's got, there's inventory management as well. So you've got like a backpack that's a certain amount of squares and each item is like different shapes. So you've got to try and like, like retool what you want to bring in. I played Resident Evil 4. Yeah, exactly. 100% Resident Evil 4. Uh, it is that. And then you can like upgrade them, um, at, because there's like, uh, there's like normal stores where you can buy new equipment or there's like, uh smiths where you can like upgrade pieces of equipment um you can only upgrade each piece of equipment once um and it can do things like uh reduce the size of how much it takes up in your backpack so you can fit another item in or it can do more damage or take um give you like more options to be able to use that uh that particular ability um but yeah you've also got a fury meter as well which builds up uh, as you take damage and deal damage uh, and then each character has like an ultimate, basically, uh, which, uh, oh, so the warriors one is it, um, your next attack will, it'll attack twice. So if you draw, you put a six onto like a, a dagger that will do six damage, it'll attack twice and do 12 damage. So, um, yeah, it it's, I, I really, I have a thing for like dice management games like this. The, I amount, really, of, the amount of dice games I've seen you buy, Joel, I'm not surprised yeah. to hear this. Yeah. I, I don't know what it is. I just, there's something about it. Like, I feel like it, cause like you do have control over it, but there's also that level of just randomness to it that I really like. So it makes me feel less dumb if I don't do something right. <laughs> um, but yeah, uh, it's definitely worth checking out. It's yeah. It's literally by one guy, Terry Kavner and, um, the music's by Chipsell and the, he's got someone else doing the concept art, uh, Marlo Dob, um, and it's it's really cute art. Uh, the ride is really fun, and it's definitely a good time killer. And you can run it in a window as well. So like, if you're just sort of, you know, looking for a, like a time waster, it is definitely worth wasting some time on. Um, 
But <laughs> the other thing that I've played is uh, Slay the Spire, which is Harvey a... Nojol, I was writing down the games that we're discussing, and when you said you had two more to bring, and they were both sort of, like, you you, were, you confirmed Dice dun- Dicey Dungeons, and then you mentioned the other one, I'm like, Slay the Spire. I yep. don't know what it is. So I had already written that down. Yeah, so I... <laughs> I um I, I'd seen this around and I I for some reason I always get turned off by the term deck building because I played a fair bit of like Magic the Gathering back in the day, um, but I was always really bad at building decks and I think anytime I say deck building I always think of that and I always get turned off a little bit. Um, but I was talking with our good friend Ben uh, and he was saying he was playing it and I was like okay and he's like yeah it's like a you know deck building game and I was like ah see I'm not really good at that and he's like I was, I was like I'm not really good at building decks and he's like it's okay the game does that for you i was like okay now i'm listening um so slay the spire is a roguelike deck building game um and yeah very similar to to dicey dungeons except you using cards this time um yeah actually they're both very very similar so that's probably why i'm (laughs) I'm very very into them uh but yeah there's a little bit more to slay the spire it's a little bit more it's it's like it's longer um, I haven't finished a run yet, so to speak. I think I've got the furthest I've got is up to like the second boss of I don't know how many, but um, but yeah, it's I, I think this one the, from what I've heard as well, it like Slay the Spire is pretty well known. Um, it's been around for a little while, and a lot of people really really do love it, and it, uh, they love the fact that it is um, it is challenging. It's yeah, there are, it has like an element of FTL to it as well, um, just the way that the map is laid out. Uh, but then you're fighting, you know, you're going into encounters and fighting enemies and using cards. You've got a certain amount of energy that you can use, which is basically like mana in Magic the Gathering, uh, all the dice in Dicey Dungeons. Um, and you're, you're, you know, doing those, you're getting items, you're getting potions and gold and stuff. There are shops you can encounter. You can go to the shops and um, and buy new cards or new uh, artifacts, I think they're called, or relics, um, which can give you, like, permanent... Um, stat boosts and different abilities essentially like one might be like at the end of each turn you heal two hp which is really fucking handy if you get that one um uh, but then there are also like like question marks sections which are like random encounters basically so you'll go into one of those it could be another fight um or it could be something that yeah this is where it reminded me of ftl because it was like it would pop up with like a a little bit of like a story. It was like you walk into a cave and there's a uh, a giant rock that seems to be gleaming with some sort of gold uh, inside, but you can't quite see what it is. And it gives you the option of like try and break the rock, and it will be like gain twenty five gold but lose ten hit points. And so all leave, walk away, and you can sort of get extra things, but it might be detrimental to you in the long term, or you might get a curse or something like that. Yeah, it's, um, it's a big gamble. Yeah, exactly. Uh, and it's very much like FTL, or there was another game that was was like FTL, but without the ship management stuff. It was called Out There, I think it was. Um, yep. Yeah, it yep, was basically like... Out there. Yeah, it's really cool. It's, it's, it's like if FTL was like a graphic novel, essentially. I, I, I'm a visual novel, essentially. Yeah, um, yeah. And, and I, you just got to try and manage all your resources until you die. Yeah, basically. Um, and yeah, so it's similar encounters like that. Um but yeah, I, I decided to pick it up, obviously, and I've been really, really enjoying it. So um, it's I, not a lot more I really can say about it, honestly. Um, it's pretty hard. Uh, there are different characters, three different character classes to choose from. I've only been playing as the 
Iron Bound, I think it's called, which is basically like a warrior class. Um, but each of the decks have like different abilities and things like that as well, and specific decks that have different cards in them. Uh, and you build out your deck as you go through, because usually when you finish a fight, you get another card to add to your deck. And so you can start building like, um, there's one card I really like that it costs zero energy to, to play, but it basically does a certain amount of damage and then it'll make a copy of it and put it back into your uh, into your um, draw pile or into your discard pile so that when you redraw your discard pile, um, there'll be like two of those in there and you can start like building up. So you can have like a turn where you can do like 24, 48 damage, depending on how much you buff your like stats with uh, other cards and things and potions and things as well. You can do a lot of damage without actually using any energy and then actually go through and use your energy cards to like deal out even more damage. So it's, yeah, I'm, I really like, I'm starting to see like, see the code a little bit of like, oh, well, I can do this and then that and then this and then like how I could stack and do like combos and things as well. Um, but yeah, it's really, really great. Um, I'm playing it on the Switch, which again, don't want to sound like a broken record, but it, this is a perfect Switch game. That was the one thing that uh, when I was talking to Ben about this, that was the one thing he regretted not getting it on. Yeah. Um, I, I was wondering what he got it on, but uh, yeah, it's on, it's on Switch. It's like 38 bucks on Switch. Um, so it's a bit, on the the steeper side but i mean it's a good game and i've already got i've had it for like a couple of days now and i've already been just i sit on the couch and put on like a podcast on youtube and just chip away at it and play it it's just really really fun just to sort of um wind down and play uh it's one of those games that it really just hits me on that level where i'm just like yeah cool um and i feel like i'm going to be playing this for quite a long time so um but yeah uh, (laughs) that's the end of my i guess uh, roguelike deck building roundup for the week. <laughs> I've always uh, found really challenging in deck building games is that you kind of they are they usually are you know ask you to build a deck to, mm-hmm. to play the game so that you can understand the game and right. the more you understand the game the better you build the deck. And I remember bouncing off Chain of Memories so hard, oh, right? And, and 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 trying to play that and um, Bite and Katos I think was the one on GameCube. Yeah. It was beautiful, but fucking the deck building system yeah. and that fighting through yeah. cards and stuff giving you a finite resources for your combat and everything is just infuriating yeah um and i just i to have as i say it does sound like that system works best for this because it's a roguelike yeah yeah, yeah. But i've just been bouncing off roguelike games for years and it took me until literally gwent i think in witcher 3 for me to actually sit down and be like no hang on this is probably not really that hard you just have to care enough to want to learn it right yeah um because yeah, you generally have to learn like how much how much you understand the game determines how well you build your deck, and then how well you build your deck determines how well you do in the game, which gives you then gives you how much you enjoy the game. Of and course, if you don't enjoy the game, you're not going to care to learn it. That was me. You're not going to exactly. care to build your deck. Fucking bite and chaos game was so beautiful, and I wanted <laughs> to play it so bad, and it gave it. Oh my god! Well, that, that, that's why I got into that's why how I got into Dota Underlords. Like I did, I don't I had no connection to Dota, but the gameplay was good enough that it actually made me care and want to learn the different pieces and their abilities and work out how I could use them more efficiently with what I get given each round in the store. Um, yeah, I told you, Karen, I'd bring it up again. Just I'll sneak it in there when Brenda's coming in. It's, I know, I know. It's still very good. I haven't played it as much, but still very good. Um, but I think uh, in terms of that, that same, similar situation, Dicey Dungeons is a really good one if you always sort of get turned off by like deck building and stuff because it is essentially a deck building game because you can the deck is your equipment 
and yeah, it's uh, it's it's a little bit more of like a, a deck building light, um, and it's bright and colourful, and it's really easy to pick up and play. So I think it's if you are interested, it's maybe price. yeah, <laughs> pretty much yeah. Uh, but I, I and I don't mean that in a derogatory way either. It's it's. I mean, Fisher Price is where they are for a reason. Yeah, and, and I mean, look, honestly, when you break it right down, it's no different to getting a particular set of legendaries that work together in Diablo 3 or whatever. Right. Like, it's all just about synergies, right? Absolutely. But it's about how much you can attach, how much value and meaning you can attach to those cards or whatever mm-hmm. um, in order to in order to get, you know, to get your value out of it. Yeah, Absolutely. And for me, it's personal. Theming, it's, theming's critical. Right. Well, for me, it's it's. I, I like getting into those situations where I start. You start getting into a combo, and you're like, yes, 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 and you deal that. And before you, pardon me, you know it. You've you've taken down like a, a an enemy that's got like eighty or ninety HP in one turn because of, just of the way that you've set up everything and sort of pushed the first domino over and watched it all fall down. Um, and yeah, I kind of I really like that. And I think that's why I like auto chess as well because that's that is essentially like a Rube Goldberg machine. It's like a fantasy Rube Goldberg machine. Is you set up your pieces and then you buy your new stuff and you upgrade your stuff and then you go, all right, I'm ready to go and awesome. Watch everyone just hit each other a lot. And see what happens. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, and then you go, well, that worked. Cool. I'll keep doing that and focusing on that particular way of doing things. Or I'll, all right, maybe that's not working out so well for me. I've had three rounds now where I've lost. Maybe I'll step back. Maybe I'll put this this piece in. Maybe I'll try this different alliance. Um, or like maybe I'll try this different card, uh, and it'll it'll help me a lot get down the track as well. But yeah, I, I it's Slay the Spire is really 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 good. Um, and I'm I'm gonna, like I said I'm gonna be playing it for a long while now. I think definitely worth checking out. I will look at it again. <laughs> based on your recommendation i'll go back well I've actually at the moment so many times at the moment it's part of the i think it's the new uh, humble bundle monthly it's part of that oh, okay so you could like sign up for humble bundle monthly for like a month which is like i think 15 bucks australian and then you get a whole bunch of other games as well you get that you get that and you can just cancel your subscription at the end so that's what i was going to do i ended up taking a taking the plunge on it and getting it on the switch and i i'm really glad i did because it is a good fun game just to kick back on the couch with mm. but yes that's about it for me all right before i download and uh and start talking about another roguelike deck building game um there's still time for it as well that's the concerning thing <laughs> there, there is there is you don't know what i'm doing right just now during the little intermission um, there. <laughs> yeah, there i've got like deep? three <laughs> you won't be stopped i've, I've got I've got three other games queued yeah. up, ready to download, yeah. Um, no, but uh, I think before that happens, I think it's time. We uh, play everyone's favourite news... Karen, it's been way too long and I wasn't good at it <laughs> back, back when we were doing it. Everyone's favourite news topic game, Dope or Nope. Dope or Nope. everyone's favorite news topic game but everyone's least favorite title of a segment in our podcast i think no, the title of the segment is good i think it's more so the segue to the segment but yeah the, yeah the least favorite intro to the segment yeah <laughs> uh anyway um yeah cool so last week uh gamescom well, gamescom just wrapped up actually yeah like because obviously think, they yeah. have the public days as well it literally finished like maybe a couple days ago mm, so uh yeah gamescom 
pretty big deal. It's like the the, the premier European um, like games convention. Getting bigger uh, as well. Every year, bigger every bigger. year it gets bigger. Man, just hearing them talk about the fact that they're like, yeah, cool. So we've got like two nights of concerts and stuff. I was like, this is like a festival. This is amazing. Like, it's sounding incredible. You can definitely tell they're um, capitalizing over yeah. E3 and just how much of a disaster their last couple of months has been. Oh, yeah. No, like, like Gamescom, I think, you know, it'll be interesting to see how it goes. But I think it might be the place where people decide to really like unload on uh, on some on some big news. But um, I'm just gonna uh, yeah, Google, it's held in uh, Gamescom journalist personal data and, uh, <laughs> see what comes yep, up true i yep. bet it's not uh, a lot. <laughs> yeah it's done too much it's, so far i think it's i think it's one zip at the moment probably <laughs> in favor of gamescom um yeah so uh, it, it was their 10th anniversary as well i, I believe this year I mean, so yeah which i think is why they made it was, it was also just sort of a bigger deal than normal yeah, so uh, with that, we had a whole bunch of uh, like live streams, impressions of games and whatnot, um, and some pretty neat stuff. So well, we thought we might uh, dive into some of that right now. Uh, so it kicked off early with a uh, Nintendo had a um, uh, like an indie showcase called World of Indies, I think it was called. Um, yeah, it's called, it's and... called Indie World. I think they're sort of moving indie away World. from an indie thing, it seems like. Or is that more of a yeah, Ninten- so Nintendo cute. America, though? I can't remember. I think that's Nintendo America. So weird that's the thing you're I... just like, no, we're gonna, we do our own thing. It's like, you're both Nintendo. Just yeah. call them Nindies. Just, it works. Just, yep. Unify it, guys. Come on. Um, but yeah, there was some pretty neat uh, announcements in there. One particularly big one. How dare um, you, Joel? Which, uh, I dope this by the way. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Sorry. I dope sorry, the Gamescom. Yes. What say you, Brennan? Uh, I also dope the Gamescom. There you yeah. go, Joel. We play by the rules still. Yeah. I'm sorry. Yeah, that's I. I'm. I, I'm not used to it. I'm, I'm still getting back into the swing of things. Currently. How do you feel about um, um, Joel's managing of dope or nope? Look, I'll be honest. It'll come up later. <laughs> yeah, I think we might have, might have to have a meeting about it. <laughs> Is it dope or nope? <laughs> hey, it's. it's I'll, fine. Give him, I'll give him another, another chance. Yeah. All right. Then. You were close to a nope, it's but I'll give him another chance. Oh god! <laughs> Joel's sweating bullets. Oh, the precious! I'm that gif at the moment of Jordan Peele yeah. from sweating Peele profusely. Sweating profusely. Yeah. yeah, it's me at the moment. It's like, um, yeah, well, uh, um, but yeah. So one one particular big um, announcement that came out of it. Should we should we leave with that because it's pretty pretty interesting. Um, I mean, I think it was the, it was the one last thing of that presentation. So I I would say it seems like a fair thing to start with. Yeah, so um, it has been rumored for a long while that people uh, people had sort of been um, speculating that this might actually happen, but it is now confirmed that uh, Ori and the Blind Forest is coming to the Switch in September. A match um, made in heaven, might I say? A hundred percent. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna probably buy that game again. I, I didn't buy it at first time. I played it on Games Pass, but I didn't finish it either because um, of Xbox. Yeah. Yes, same. Um, but uh, yeah, I definitely will play through this um, and, and finish it. So I'm all up to date, ready for um, Will of the Wisps next year. Next year. Um, <laughs> God damn, bloody a video game, fantasy video game league. We're actually sitting yeah. pretty right now, Brennan. Well, yeah, for now. Yeah, <laughs> we'll see. Everything I've got left, I think, is not coming out. <laughs> yeah, we know they might shadow drop Silk Song at the end of the year. Yeah, that's true. Christmas yeah. Eve, maybe. Yeah. Cyberpunk. I know they said next year, but hear me out. Yeah, look, hear me out. Like time zones, right? <laughs> so, Cyberpunk breaks street date the most spectacular way possible. Yep. Um, New Year's Eve. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. Um, 
Yeah, so uh, Ori in the Blind Forest uh, is coming to the Switch, which obviously is a Microsoft Studios um, like published game. So it's kind of a big deal. It was this wild the... watching this direct, and then it begins like obviously when the trailer finishes and as like the companies you know Nintendo mm-hmm. published like Nintendo the developer who I'm sorry I forget your name all the time. And then in the bottom right corner, it's like Xbox Game Studios. It just was yeah. surreal to see that in a direct. Yeah, it was super bizarre because I mean, I don't think that pops up at the end of the the, the Cuphead one, does it? Or maybe it did. It's been a long it, time. But it it, might even, actually, even if it yeah. did, it doesn't like it happening a second time does not make it less special. They're weirdly playing nice, Xbox. Like, I mean, yeah, they did. They were very the loudly offensive. After this, they were like, oh, "We have no plans for other games on Switch or yeah. other platforms." It's like, okay, yeah, guys, that's it's fine. I, <laughs> Yeah, that, I, I did want to t- touch on that as well, but um, but this is the third the dream instance alive. now. Yeah. Exactly, Andrew yeah. I, the... On Switch. Master Chief in Smash. Master Chief. <laughs> oh, God. Um, uh, th- this is the uh, like the third instance of of, of something of a Microsoft, like, sort of overseen or owned property appearing on uh, on Nintendo as well. Oh, technically, f- I, I guess if you count crossplay between, like, for the um, Minecraft stuff. Yeah, I would. That one though was on other stuff as well. So I would say these, yeah. these ones are definitely a bigger deal. Those are more broad statements. Like this one's like, mm. yeah, putting yeah. this Xbox game on the Switch, mm-hmm. and not just any Xbox game either. This is like a this is like a, an Xbox like must have. Like this yeah, is yeah, one of the for games sure. You I mean, need to play if you own an Xbox. It's been a few years in now, so I think it's I think that's another part of that's making the choice for them easier. Like I do not yep. imagine if Will of the Wisps comes to Switch that it does so in the next few years. Like if it does, oh, it's yeah. like. Once they've made their money on, yeah. the, on the Xbox exclusivity. 100%, yeah. I'd be really interested to see what... Because I haven't looked this up. I could have, could have taken 30 seconds. I could do it right now. Not gonna. Um, <laughs> you can do it at home if you want. Um, what the sort of like penetration is on Xbox Games Pass, on Xbox yeah. owners and live users, right? Because you'd think the value is pretty good. It's really So good. you would think most oh, yeah. people would, would pony up the extra for a lot. Which means technically... It's on the games on Games Pass. They've sold all that they're gonna yeah. on Xbox. Oh yeah, for sure. Right? That's true. So putting it on another platform is just gravy for them. Let's be real here. Yeah. It could also partially be Microsoft being very aware of what sort of game Ori is. Yeah. It's yeah. a Metroidvania. Yep. The first yeah. part of that genre is a Nintendo thing. Yeah. It's like let's try yeah. let's try and poach a few of those people who maybe are curious and maybe we can sell them on an Xbox when Will of Wisps comes out. Like yeah. it's not it's not a bad marketing maneuver, like because obviously it's hard to get people excited by going Hey, here's Ori and the Blind Forest on Xbox again. Yeah, you, you get a, a sort of new traction by going here. It is on Switch. Yeah, sequel next year on Xbox. Because if you had the option to buy a Switch or an Xbox, and you've gone with the Switch, you can still give X, Microsoft Xbox Game Studios your money. Yeah, by buying this yep. game that is, you know, by all accounts, you're going to see genuinely really great. Yeah. Yes, hundred percent. It's a, it's a stunning. It's gorgeous too. So it I'm is. interested to see how it's going to perform on the Switch because it's not super graphically intensive, but there well, are a lot of it like. It was a three sixty really game, nice... wasn't it? Was it a three sixty game or was it only a one? I think it was a one game. Blind Forest. I am finding this out right now, Job. Yeah, I think it's Xbox One. I think it was Xbox One. Yeah, but like, yeah. I, know, I know it's on Xbox One, but was yeah. that where it first came out? Is what I'm curious I'm about. Fairly certain it was. I know yeah, it was I, Xbox I, One, yeah. I was wanting to make sure, one? but it came out yep, in... No, fair enough. Because I played a lot of 360 games, and then I played almost no Xbox One game. Out in one 2015. Game. <laughs> yeah, yeah like it was early on. Game. <laughs> Definitely. Yeah. It was early on, but like it, there are some really nice like particle oh, no, and lighting look, effects. That I, on that I game, say that so. it came out in 2015. It's gorgeous. 
Oh, no, but I just mean in terms of like, you know, if that's going to translate well enough to, I mean, it probably will, but like if it's going to translate to <laughs> the... City of Project Red can get Witcher running in if it's possible. Mm, well, that's it, isn't it? Like, it's, yeah. Um, but yeah, no, I, it's pretty big news. Um, but the fact that, yeah, they came out pretty quickly and quashed any other ideas of other potential Microsoft uh, properties appearing on the, on the platform was interesting as well. Um, do you think that's like a be-all, end-all statement or... I mean, I never would say it is with Microsoft. Let's be real here. I yeah. want to assume, at least at this point, they're, they're trying... Like, cause this is very much a... Again, it's a marketing point to get yeah. more people playing this game. But they don't want of you course. to forget about Xbox. They're like, yep, enjoy this game on Switch. Yeah. But our, our games are on Xbox. Yeah, don't, don't assume Xbox. that you can now buy a Switch exactly. and just wait for and all play of your the Xbox games, games to come there. to yeah. Switch. Yeah. They still want you right. to have that Xbox to play their games. And it's like, maybe it'll come in in the future. But the place where you can definitely get them is Xbox. Right. Um, do you think, this is just a random question to throw out there as well, do you think there's any potential for a crossover the other way? No. <laughs> Honestly, I, I know. I, I just wanted to throw it out there, like, just to see, like, maybe there's, it's a like, it could idea. be something that, like... Here's the thing. Uh, uh, Here's your best shot, right? The Super Mario, like, world slash tile set that's in Minecraft... Maybe that comes to Xbox. Yeah. Okay. Yep. That. Yeah. I just don't. 100%. Like I love. It's a good question, Joel. And I. But the thing is, I just know Nintendo. Yeah. And they're very much yeah. like, no, no, you do it for us. Yeah. <laughs> what about that's, us? Yeah. No, you get you get that's to be like, on our platform. Yeah, yeah. We're selling heaps of switches. That's the thing. Yeah. That's. I, I knew the answer to the question. I just wanted to throw it out there to see if, like, maybe, like, it will, could be something like we'll let you yeah, we will. put Ori on the Switch eShop. <laughs> we'll let you use our eShop. <laughs> To make a bit of extra cash. Yeah, how about that? We, we, give, you, we give you permission to do so. Yeah. But, like, realistically, um, yeah, it's just, I... Like, Nintendo has been getting better with their IPs and all that, but I, they still, yeah. at most, they're, like, happy to farm them out in, like, microtransaction-laden mobile titles. Otherwise, Nintendo platforms only, only baby. Yeah. Yeah. No, yeah, I, you're 100% right, but, um, but yeah, I thought it was an interesting topic. That's right there. <laughs> Put the feelers out. Um, so, a couple other things. We sort of do maybe a... Uh, uh, I say you pick like a couple, Joel, and I pick a couple. Pick a couple. Because, like, so there, there was a lot. There was a lot of games in there. Some of them were um, not new, but still. Well, Creature in the Well has a release date now. It's, like, September 6th, which is awesome. I'm very excited for that game. If you're curious, Brennan, Creature in the Well was essentially... Think... Oh, no. The name's escaping me. What's the name of that game... Great soundtrack by Disaster Piece. Hyperlight oh. Drifter. Hyperlight Drifter. Yeah. Yeah. Drifter, but yeah. the combat is like a pinball minigame. Yeah. That's, oh, okay. That's sort of what it, that's how I would sell that game. I think I've actually seen the trailer for that. I was going to say, if, yeah. you, if you haven't watched the trailer for the, like, uh, when we finish recording, definitely no, watch I it. No, I think I it, did watch that, and it's, because um, the name like that, I was like, oh, all right, what's this? Yeah, the Well, yeah. yeah. Uh, and it, I, and it, it, looked, it looked good as hell. Yeah, the, the the gameplay like the gameplay itself looks really really good and really exciting and fun, but it looks like it's going to have like a really interesting narrative attached to it as well. Yeah, which I really, um, that's what I really, really liked about Hyperlight Drifter. Exactly. Yeah. So trying to piece that story it's like together. The one-two punch of like interesting story and like interesting combat. Um, but yeah, I, I, I'm excited for that. So I'm, it comes I'm out sure like next week, I'll... doesn't it? Like it's real soon. Yeah. Yeah, I'm sure you'll hear us talk about Pretty that. Pretty sure everything soon. comes out this week. Like it's, oh god. Um, that time is done but uh, but yeah no um the other one i wanted to bring up not because of the game itself but because of like the circumstance around it 
particularly in our neck of the woods. Oh, uh, boy. Yeah, so uh, Hotline Miami collection came out and, like, Shadow dropped during the during the uh, the Indies Direct. So uh, that's basically uh, Hotline Miami 1 and Hotline Miami 2, wrong number. Um, and, yeah, you could buy them as a collection, uh, which was really interesting considering that in Australia we never got two because it got refused classification. It sure did, Joel. Oh, boy, did it. But... Uh, uh, you know, lo and behold, uh, when when it went live on the store, you could buy that collection, uh, which included the second game. So it was the first time ever you could buy that game legally in oh, Australia. Quick note, though, don't go looking for it now, though. It's gone. Yeah, it's gone again. No, it's gone. It's 100% if you, gone. If you picked um, it up when it was up online, you can keep it. Yep. Yeah. Otherwise, it's gone. That is like... I'm kicking myself that I didn't actually... Shadow Drop, right? You sneak a game out that you're not, that's not yep. even legal Pass to release. Pass board. across Shadow yep. Drop it onto your store and then pull it again within like the hour. Everyone who got it yep. gets it. Everyone else... I mean, the good news is that if you do want it, it's really easy to buy stuff internationally. Just make a second Nintendo account. Make it... Set, like, set your address as America. Yep. Buy some yep. points and then buy it on the American store and you can play it on your Australian account. There's, um, the workaround's real easy. I Yeah, I'm I'm interested, like because I never got to play 2 and I'm really sad about it, but, um, but it's also really... so easily. Yeah, I know. It's, all, it's, it's just the intro. Yeah. Like, that's the thing that got it banned. It's really interesting, though, to see that um, that happened and then it got pulled really quickly. Well, because you know how, um, how Devolver loves to classify, right? Especially for when I want to shadow drop stuff. Like, they do that... Oh, no. They, so this is how we got in trouble with Katana Zero. Right. Because they typically go through, like, a, just a really general online international one. Yeah. To get things <laughs> classified quickly so they can shadow drop them and solve them. Yeah. So that's how... Yeah. that's I think that's how it got through. And then the classification board was like, wait a second. Hey. We banned that. Yeah. <laughs> Pull that See, down. <laughs> I, I, I want to go one step further with it because I remember... Previously, when Hotline Miami 2 came out, the developers came out and were like, we're not changing it. Oh, yeah. Like, Pirate it's it. our game. Pirate it. If you want to play it, which like, I did. you have full right. And <laughs> they we, said yeah, it same. It was the only way to get um, it. I, I didn't play it. I didn't play too much of it, but like I did. I pirated it. I was like, all right, cool. The developer said I could. Um, I can't so get my fault, so. You know, in my head, in my, in my crazy brain, I'm just like, this is like fully them just like at I mean, a protest against Like, I wouldn't be surprised. Sanctioned. I know, yeah. I know how Devolver, like Devolver gives so few fucks, so it wouldn't surprise me. And that's it. And this, this is the type of thing that Devolver would just be like, yeah, fuck it, go for it. Yes, like, why not? Just, like, if it gets pulled, like we'll get some sales after for that. And then, yeah, so. or the people who pirate it and love it and are rebels will buy the t-shirts. Yeah, yeah. exactly. It's I, like it, <laughs> I love Devolver. They're just like the punk rock of uh, <laughs> of of um, it's, like game developers. It's funny though, right? Because I. I opened up the eShop and saw it, and I was in the back of my mind. I'm like, I should buy this because this is not going to stay here. Yeah, this is getting yeah. pulled. I should buy. It, it was really, it was really funny because we were talking about it. I said to you, I was like, oh yeah, it's probably not going to launch here. And then like an hour later, you sent me a picture message of it on the store yeah, on your Switch. I'm like, yeah. <laughs> I was like, well, fuck. Um, <laughs> next morning, that gone. Yep, it's all gone. Um, but yeah, there were, there were two things that really stuck out for me. There were a couple of other neat trailers. The trailer for Torchlight Two for Switch looks really interesting, which. I, is cool because I, I really like Torchlight 2. So. Torchlight 2 is good. I had a ball with Torchlight mm. 2, yeah. Mm. It's a fun game. Um, and yeah, actually, that's out next week as well. Um, oh, God. Yeah, no, I'm not going to pick that up straight away. Is that multiplayer or is it just on yeah. Switch? Uh, it's multiplayer. I think it's on uh, all consoles, maybe? 
yeah, actually, no, I think it is on. I think it's on PS4. I'm pretty sure. Yeah, that's good enough. That's multi. Yeah, <laughs> multi for me. I'm but like, if sure. you get the Switch version, you get a unicorn like minion pet thing. Uh, yeah. I know, and that looks really cute, and I love it. Um, but yeah. Um, well, what about well, Brendan? Oh, well, did you did you does anything pique your interest from the stuff that's on the show? Uh, look, look, Torchlight Two, big fan. Love yep. my RPGs. Um, Northguard yeah. coming across. Yeah, uh, it's quite it's good. It's very settlers sort of. Um, pro- that's probably the closest thing I can put it on. Is it similar? Yeah, to, like, that's fair. to um to settlers, um, which I think we've talked about earlier on the show. But it's it's has actually been My... uh, finished and updated repeatedly since since right. I played it a lot. Um, I'm curious to see how the campaign goes because I know they had to tune it back. Yeah, the campaign was too hard. It was very hard. <laughs> yeah. um, the thing about okay. Northgard, that, that the only thing that concerns me, and it's and it was a problem that I had when I was playing the PC version, because it's because of the settlers-like nature and having to like micromanage all your villages, it was sometimes a massive pain in the ass to like click on them, send them back to that place to like change oh, their jobs and stuff. Yeah. And I'm just worried it's going to be a, a, a pain in the ass on a console. Yeah. It's going to come right. down to the controls, but it always does. <coughs> it always does. There's so few solid RTSs mm-hmm. um, on console. Because they are the trying controls... more and more, though. Yeah. Yeah. And then sometimes, you know, <laughs> you get it. You get a company and you say, make Halo Wars 2. Mm-hmm. And they do. And because you told them to. And it turns out to not go that well. And then you shut the company down. And then, you know, then you, nobody gets any more great RTSs from a, from a company that made really good RTSs on PC. Or, Not naming any yeah. names here. Well, you know, the other side of it is yeah. you get the uh, an RTS company to make the fourth installment of a long-running RTS series, but also they're worried about alienating people, so change it up so much that it barely resembles the series that it is. Yep. And then be like, oh, well, Command & Conquer's not selling anymore. I guess we'll yep. shelve that. We'll shelve that. What's uh... it? And then, but also remove all of the identifying aspects and just go ham on the brand of the two sides, yeah. but have all of their units be effectively identical. Yeah. Thanks, EA. Gross. Yeah, th- it was Grace. just everything about it was just so tedious. Anyway, yeah, pretty gross. I don't yeah. like it. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> um, it was, and the more I think about it, if you've seen that Command and Conquer, um, the mobile game that they made, I tried to play uh, it. Oh yeah, I don't know why you would try to play it, but because I wanted seen, to believe. Yeah, that's your first mistake. It was my first mistake. Yeah. Um, but it's Command and Conquer Four was literally like a mobile game. You had a unit cap. Mm-hmm. And the units were broadly equivalent. So if you built, you built four small units to use the same amount of unit cap as one large unit, they were effectively as powerful as each other. So there was absolutely no benefit in going one way or the other way. There and was no right. There was literally no reason to do anything. And the story was garbage. Yeah, the story was the garbage. The ending is still one of the worst things I've ever seen, and I hate it. <laughs> And it was no base building for Command and Yeah, no game. base you building. Got, you, got, you just called uh. in your units and ha- captured points. Uh. Why, why even play? Anyway, that's a different game. That was not featured at Gamescom, but no, I'm still mad about it. It's, it's totally, I missed it's totally why. Yeah, I to, it's totally why I didn't. Why I didn't play it. Yeah, that's, <laughs> that's a, I'm glad you uh, glad you kept the faith, Joel. You <laughs> held up that. Oh, yeah. I just I I I said yeah, absolutely not. You will not see <laughs> no, anyone not, from not me. One more, <laughs> not, not a single scrap of coin from me. Um, um, trying, I played a bit of trying. Like, uh, you know, it's pretty yeah, good. It's, it's absolutely just a co-op platform. It's just a co-op platformer. It's pretty fun when it works. It's kind of like trying to play um, Lost Vikings, everybody at once. <laughs> yeah, 
Yeah, well, the cool thing about trying though is you can play it solo, but switch between. It's pain in the ass though. All right, it's, it's definitely, a pain in the ass. It's, you definitely can. It's not the best way to play the game. No, no. Like, the best not. way to play the game is, but I mean, there's a lot of games that are like that. Borderlands, the best way to play the game is co-op. Um, Joel's here. He'll take you. Yeah, I'll <laughs> hey, take you. I'm, yeah, I, I'm fucking the only ca- the only DLC, the only bit of content for Borderlands Two that I didn't solo was that fucking Sir Hammerlock. The one. Sir Hammerlock one. And we yeah. never, do we ever finish it? I don't finish it. I don't think we did. But, all, but also, Joel, like, I know that you, I know that you did solo almost all of Borderlands Two. But would you have done it by choice if you had the option to play with someone? Oh, he, his answer is yes. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I mean, yes, I would have because I, I, I just I liked the gameplay loop of it. So that's why I'm probably going to do the same thing for three. But you know, yeah, that's fine. I'm going to remember that. It's, it's sort of like I how that when I see I mean, you playing, <laughs> you play, it honestly is like you playing lots of Diablo Three single player. Yeah, but that's because no one wants to play with me anymore. I have burned myself out <laughs> on you're it. All, you're all dead to it. Come and back, just... get a Switch, yeah. buy it, and then I'll buy it on Switch, and Nan talk to me. Mm. Joel wants Brennan, on I've got, Hey, Brennan, I've got it on Switch. Oh, I'll, I'll jump like in. $500 to play Diablo again with friends. That's pretty tempting. That's, <laughs> You'll do it. You'll do it. <laughs> Brennan will do it. Maybe I can get hey, Diablo w- Switches. <laughs> oh, well, Big W have got the the new version of the Switch for like four hundred twenty nine bucks. So maybe it's having a massive trade deal. I've closed the link, so I can't believe it is now. But uh... yeah, it's like three hundred. I think it's like three hundred twenty nine or something. Yeah, co- yeah. Basically, they're coughing up big for you to trade in to get that new Switch. Mm. <laughs> yeah, that, that but new, the new Switch. switch the hands, things don't come off. No, the, the new switch no, was no. the um. Oh, just better battery life. Yeah. yeah. Oh, okay. Not, not, Hang on. not the right. light. The switch, yeah. the switch more... light is the one that's. Got... Yeah, I don't want to switch light. No, no, you want it. You want a new switch. Uh, the new switch that's really tempting because of my ability to play Diablo for longer. Yes. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. And you know what? Honestly, <laughs> I'm pretty tempted by Witcher Three playing without trophies. Can I? I, did, okay. I didn't mention yep. this when I was playing talking about control, but ever since so when I talked to you about Sagebrush, I mentioned yeah. this. I still have trophies oh, turned yeah. off. Yeah, it's so good. I'm thinking I'm going to go back and do it. I love um, it. It's so nice not having that stupid ding pop up in the top left corner. It's liberating. I'm still getting yeah. them, but I'm just yeah. you just don't know until I go. I go, I got, I've got 20 trophies so far. There you go. Yeah. Yeah. Let's just focus on the important things, like you know the game. The game. Because then yeah. you end up yeah. Because I like Bloodborne, my favorite game, pretty much ever. I will pretty well stop playing it when I go to the Platinum because my brain's like, yeah, I'm done. Yeah. I mean, on the, on the topic of Diablo 3, like, the reason I'm not going back to it yeah. is because I'm like, ah, oh, but I've got to go for the Platinum and I've got to do 500 bounties and I don't care. Yeah. Otherwise, I'd probably go back and play Diablo yeah. 3. But... I'm super happy that I never bought into it. I only Platinum games if I'm like... If I, if I finish it, like, a game campaign and I look yeah. at the trophy list and it's like, I could do that. And it's a I couple just, extra I'll, ones. Yeah, it's like, I could finish like, I could I could knock that over. Yeah. Anyway, that's a separate discussion. That's yeah, fun to yeah, bring up. That's not, that's not Gamescom. Gamescom <laughs> yeah, also Gamescom. announcing um, removal of trophies. Oh. <laughs> that's oh, a Switch Jesus. feature. Yeah, Switch feature Ooh. removing trophies retroactively. <laughs> it's, it's baked in. Yeah. Um, uh, Kyron, what about you? Is there anything that's uh, uh, stuck out to you? Oh, also like, Blasphemous. Yeah, Blasphemous is, again, Actually, September yes, 10th, true. really soon. Yeah. Looks great. Oh, God Looks damn it. Looks real yeah. good. Looks real good. I know we, yeah. we have so many of these like 2D Souls games, but that one looks cool. Yep. I have no idea what the progression mechanic is, or if it even has one, and I'm actually pretty interested in that. It looks hard as hell. It looks hard as hell. You think it maybe it'll, it'll fall into the uh, like the Sekiro camp, like where it's like it just deal this with is it? your weapon that you get, get just deal with it, get on <laughs> with it. Um, yeah. maybe I'm not too sure. I'm trying to keep yeah. keep away from a lot of that stuff because yeah, I reckon I will pick that up. 
and mm-hmm. just try to go as blind as I can. Yeah, good call. The pixel art looks so good. Speaking of like games that look have amazing pixel art, mm-hmm. that is one of them. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, yeah, anything else sticking out? So I had two that in particular that, that caught my eye. Mm-hmm. One was uh, The Tourist, a new game from the developers yes. of Fast Racing Neo. Yes. Shinen, I think the name is. I don't want to get it wrong, but it's something like that. Shinen, yeah. Um, Seems to have like a really cool looking voxel art style. Seems like it's got some some DNA in there from maybe Star Tropics and like the old Zeldas with the dungeons and all that. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Uh, No real solid idea what the game is, but the trailer, I recommend you look up. It looks cool. And it's kind of my vibe. I'm, I'm digging it. Yeah, really, I'm, every, I'm, I watched the trailer and I was really impressed. Like every time, I was like, "Okay, cool, maybe this is the game." And then yeah. it shows a different mechanic. Just like, like, oh, maybe this, okay, this, maybe this is the game. There's a different mechanic. I was like, "Well, all right." Right, right down yeah. to going into an arcade and playing an arcade throwback version of Fast Racing Neo. Yeah, yeah, which is really good. just called Fast Fast. <laughs> <laughs> just yeah, I like it. Um, yeah, no, that looks really really cool. Um, uh, yeah, it's like you said, it's really hard to sort of nail what is it, like what it actually is yeah but whatever it is i want it yeah like i'm paying attention <laughs> yeah yeah for sure um, i guess if I, if I have to pick one more i'd probably pick eastwood the new game being polished by chucklefish and i sadly can't remember the developers name i just watched the trailer uh pixel there you go thank you very much uh that game again it's one of those games where it's got gorgeous looking sprite slash pixel work can't quite get a handle on what the gameplay is but it definitely gives me earthbound vibes yeah, and in a sure. world where we're not getting earthbounds anymore, that has me very excited. It's like the setting, like setting and f- f- vibe of Earthbound with like maybe like Secret of Mana, like yeah. combat. Yeah, possibly. Yeah, with that sort of like you know action RPG sort of feel to it. Um, yeah, I'm definitely interested in that. That that pixel art is just stunning. It looks incredible. Um, yeah, really, really, really pretty stuff. Um. But yeah, there's a whole bunch of stuff that was announced in there as well. We didn't even talk about um, Earth Knight. We're going to talk about interesting. There's so much stuff. (laughs) Interesting visual art, uh, visual styles. Like it's like like platforming on the top of like flying dragons. It's fucking cool, and it's like the apocalypse of dragons. Anyway, it's cool. (laughs) It's cool. Look up a trailer. Uh, Go watch the Um, indie world presentation. Honestly, it was fun. It was pretty good. It was it was a solid uh, indie. Like I mean. Most of them are, but yeah, this was a pretty good one. I really enjoyed this one. Low on surprises, um, but the stuff they showed was good. Yeah. Um, I mean, Xbox did uh, did an inside Xbox thing, but there was Skip. nothing really. Nope. Yeah. It's a note from me. <laughs> yep. It's a note. It's a note from me as well. I just thought I'd bring it up just to sort of get a... You know, oh, they, oh, it was very awkward to watch, and I yeah. gave up very early on. Yeah. They, they always are these inside Xbox ones. It's really <laughs> just oof, hard to watch. Although I just realized that Devil May Cry 5 is on Games Pass, and I'm still paying for Games Pass, so maybe I could play Devil May Cry 5. Games 5 is a very good game. I can't believe it's on um, Games Pass already. Yeah. Uh, that's, I spoke to um, one of my friends the other day who's like a pretty core, like very hard-edged sort of gamer, has been for a very long time, major Dreamcast advocate, you know, the sort of camp. He played Devil yep. May Cry 5. He was talking specifically about V, um, okay. the new character, and he said that the... <laughs> Uh, v is possibly the the least interesting character design and least interesting character that anyone's ever put in a video game. But he wants a video game that is just his mechanics. His mechanics <laughs> are so interesting. Yeah. yeah, and I think there's definitely so much room to to play with him. Just the MC5 didn't really do it. Like right. the fact that yeah. you, you had all your abilities at the gate, it's like, hey, this is what V can do. I'm like, 
cool. What else does he get? It's like, mm, it's kind of yeah, like, oh, okay. But of course, V's role in the story means he's important anyway, so yeah. he's sucked in. I mean, I mean, maybe you could argue that like Flack in uh, Borderlands 3 could have maybe. a similar... We'll see. Like, sending out... Anyway. Um, he's going to be my character. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm, I was looking at Flack. Yeah. Well, you can have two Flacks. No, you can Sorry. play on your own job. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, well, Jordan, no, I well, no, I've discussed this already. I'm going to play Moe's when I'm by myself. I was going to play Flack with you guys, but I can change that up. I can be... I can be Zane. Zane will be fine. I don't normally play Siren, so I don't think I'll go Amara. But anyway, she looks really cool. She does look really cool, though. This could be the first time I play as a Siren. Maybe she's I'll got do that. those sweet energy arms. She's got a sweet energy. Yeah, arms. side fracking. Yeah, she's got the Zenyatta arms. Um, uh, cool. All right. So the the big sort of thing that was um on over like the the, the early days of Gamescom this year was uh, a new thing called Gamescom Opening Night Live. You know why? Uh, uh, Jeff Keighley joint. Um, <laughs> Gamescom got on the phone to Jeff Keighley yep. and they were like, we want those world premieres. World yep. premieres. And you didn't, you didn't watch Opening Night Live, but you better believe they had world premiere yeah. in front of every uh, goddamn trailer. Every video. every Everything. <laughs> Jeff Keighley, he loves premiere. those world premieres. No, Jeff Keighley's oh. absolutely got like the box of them. He's, he's yep. a modern day Pandora. Like, I love the idea. Wait, someone contacts Jeff Keighley to do one of his things, and he just goes, all right. He gets out these little roller decks and just starts calling all the developers going, got any world premieres for me? Yeah. yeah. That seems to be how it goes, basically, from what I can tell from how he tweets. He's like, yep, we went out and we got all these announcements from all these developers. And like, are you, so are you booking people now for for game awards? No, they come to him. (laughs) Oh, because he's Keighley. True. They come to... I was going to say... I don't want. I don't want to reference a meme for the second time in this episode, but it's like that that fucking Dave Chappelle one. Y'all, y'all got any more of them world premieres? More than world premieres. <laughs> yeah, that's 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 uh, that's us watching anything Jeff Keighley related. Um, but yeah, this is is a pretty neat presentation. It was about two hours long. Some weird stuff in there. Some stuff that was just like, yeah, sure, why not? I'm sure someone's excited about that. Brendan, I want to know your opinion. How excited are you for Comanche? <sighs> <laughs> I have such mixed opinions on this game because <laughs> That's what I uh, a like how many gunship games have we, we had? It's like so few, right? There's been so few, but also all the multiplayer is drone combat. I'm like, I don't yeah. give a fuck about drones. And also, yeah. the Comanche is like a stealth ground attack helicopter. So what the hell is it doing in a That's multiplayer the part I was PvP for. arena? Like, no joke. I showed Brennan the trailer, and that was like the first thing he said. Yeah. Oh, I, it's, I, it's I, out of role. Like, <laughs> it infuriates me. There's so was, many, so many options they could have had. That I was they had watching to bring that Comanche. I was watching that, and that popped up, and I was like, "I wonder what Brendan feels about this." That's why so I was like, looking to bring that up. And there's, there, yeah. I've got really good um, memories of of playing or trying to play things like Jane's, uh, Jane's Apache Longbow, and Jane's Comanche Two, and it's just like impossible because you're 10 and the, then the you got to use the entire keyboard so this looks a lot more yeah. arcade so it also right. looks like pros only though when i watch it that does trailer. look very pros only oh yeah, yeah. yeah. no scrubs allowed yeah but you yeah. know if i go in and i play it and i get shot down immediately that's fine because the comanche is a ground attack roll <laughs> helicopter <laughs> and should not be involved it's not designed to secure air superiority <laughs> oh god um, so is that a dope or a nope for you, Brendan? With, uh, uh, look, with honestly, first impressions, it's a nope. <laughs> yep, it could enough. it could dope though. It could be. But right. Honestly, first okay. impressions. I've got I've got Ace Combat. 
I'm good. It's true, it does. I mean, yeah. Yeah. And, if I, and see, if I wanted to play an arena-based PvP game and I was really that involved, I would go to Dreadnought. Because that's like, you go to right. Comanche and then you go way past it. Yeah. Dread- right. Dreadnought, Dreadnought's just like Dreadnought's. <laughs> it's just smashing capital ships at each other. Yeah. Like, yeah. 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 There's Brendan in the game. Um, yeah. <laughs> uh, cool. Well, there was a whole bunch of cool stuff uh, that was kind of neat. Uh, does anyone, a, a, apart from the obvious... Uh, has anything sticking out to anyone that uh, they not really honestly there's the one thing I'm going to be talking about the rest of it is like honestly I don't want to discount the announcements they were cool but none of them really got me super excited well uh, um, I want to call out Humankind oh, that's fair because Humankind, that, yes. Humankind is interesting the Amplitude Studios made Endless Legend Endless Space uh, Endless Dun- Dungeon of the Endless it is which mm-hmm. is they're yes. all cool and they're all interlinked but they are all really solid games. Endless Legend in particular is a top-tier 4X, um, right. and Humankind could be... Like, I would give it massive props. If you are into that sort of game at all, watch Humankind, because these guys make... These guys are some of the best in the biz. I want to see more gameplay, but I think, like, yeah. once you know what... A, like, when you think 4X, I think you get a pretty good idea of how it's going to play. Yeah. The trailer was just sort of fun. Like, oh, the trailer was fun as hell. In the end, for on, like, a synth. Yep. In yeah, like a space station in a satellite. Yeah, why not? Not gonna lie, I watched that. I was it was like four thirty, five o'clock in the morning when I was watching that, and I was like, you "Must have been tripping balls." This is like really disconcerting. Um, <laughs> I'm not feel. I'm not feeling this. Um, uh, well, I guess I was gonna bring this up as a separate thing, but it's probably as good a time as any to bring it up. Because um, just after we recorded the last time we recorded, Kyron, uh the first trailer for Need for Speed Heat came out which is um, sort of leaked a little bit beforehand that that's what the title was. Um, and, yeah, we got first gameplay at uh, Opening Night Live. Um, so, yeah, we'll, we'll, is it okay if I talk about, about Broom Broom Cars for a little second? I'll hear me, Joel. Yeah. <laughs> okay, all right, thank you. Sell me, um, Joel. Sell me on your Broom Broom. <laughs> sell me on the illegal well, street racing. Yeah. Well, here's that, the that thing. Toyota I, doesn't agree with. Yeah. Here's the thing. Yeah, I'll get to that too. Here's the thing. Like, I, I, I almost need selling on this as well because I didn't buy payback. And we were all in trouble. Oh god. Yeah. (laughs) Well, because I didn't buy payback because it looked like a disaster. (laughs) Like, it was. And that was just payback to them. Ah, Yeah. Bang 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 bang. bang. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Yes, exactly. Why I order? It's a deep Um, cut. He showed them though. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I got them good. Um, (laughs) Right. Yeah. So. but it had like loot boxes and like like mobile game timers and stuff. It was in it. monetized to oblivion. Yep. Yeah, and, it and was I think I do up... think like the fan response spoke, and I think what we're seeing out of Heat is a reaction to that. Of, but of also, course, yeah. if I'm monetizing the shit out of my game, I'm not putting it in the trailers. No, You'll of find course, out when you buy it. Or that's I'll the thing because the first trailer, and, yeah, the first trailer and gameplay demo for for Payback looked awesome. It looked like um. The Fast and the Furious, the game, and I was like, "Let's be yes. real, yeah, that's what we really want, isn't it?" That's exactly it. We just like, want why Fast haven't and they done that yet? Need for Speed game. Why the fuck has just, no one done that? It makes itself yet? money. It really does. Mm-hmm. It's, it's it, you just got to look at like like Hobbs and Shaw was like, oh, people are like going, oh, it's not doing so well at the cinemas. It just opened in China, and then everyone's and then the numbers caught up, and everyone went, all right, never mind. Like it's oh, it's doing <laughs> it's another it's movie doing, with the rock in it. Yeah, it's doing it's doing pretty well. Um, so that's I was what I mean. like, why he's, made, it... he's made a ridiculous amount of money. Oh yeah, in the last it, like twelve months, it's um Michael Rooker just got ca- uh, cast in um, Fast and Furious Nine. Fucking excited! I'm so so excited for it. Um, but yeah, the so I need a bit of selling on this as well. But everything I'm hearing so far, and some people who went hands on it 
with it at Gamescom is giving me faith. So it's set in like a, like, not Miami. I think it's called, where's it called? Um, damn it. I had Joel, it here too. Joel, it's like Palm. It's like Palm City or something like that. I think it's what it sounds it's like a Need for Speed location. Uh, yeah, it is. It's Palm City, hundred percent. Because like, so, do they just have like a bunch of words and then just yeah. like threw darts yeah. at them? Yeah, yeah, Palm it's fine. City. They take good. They go and take um like postcard photos of all of their <laughs> locations that they want, and then scratch the names off them. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The people have to name them. It's they like give it's them like kids. It's like we want to make we want to make an Need for Speed game in Miami, but we don't want to call it Miami. What, what do people associate with Miami? I don't know palm trees. And Palm City, done. Yeah, go, done. go for it. Um, <laughs> ship, print. Um, but yeah, so it's uh, for starters. I, the, the logo design is Italian chef kiss. Um, it just, it's like, oh, that Miami font in like hot pink, and I'm just like, yes, yes. All right, you're doing good so far. The logo's got me. Um, but yeah, it's uh, the basic hook of this game is it's going to have like a day night, not cycle because you can switch at will um but there's like a day system and a night system oh, so, okay so it's like yeah. it's like how in forza horizon whatever when you were the god of time yeah yes you still have a god of time in this one yeah it's a little bit different yeah. Just days. Yeah. yeah yeah exactly forza horizon yeah, so... was terrifying because you were like time witches <laughs> yeah. and you were just yeah, exactly. like not rewind that one <laughs> absolutely what? um but yeah so the way it works is during like daytime you have like officially sanctioned races that are called um, Speed Hunter Showdown. So that's what happens during the day. They're like like legal street races, as legal as it can be, but they're like, you know, officially like sanctioned. Events. Kind of, yeah. So, uh, and you can yeah, earn banks. Uh, mm. <laughs> and you can earn bank. You can earn bank and that you can use to upgrade your cars and all sort of stuff as well. Um, Does Joel get unlimited regs? Have you explained mm-hmm. unlimited regs to Joel? I don't know if I have. Joel, does that, does that ring a bell to you? It sounds familiar, but I'm, I'm not just getting gonna it. I'm going to quickly catch everyone else up. <laughs> on the, on um, DS, there is a uh, pretty... Uh, 3DS, actually. There is a pretty sweet but crappy little um, robot-building Pokemon game where you build yourself your little robots and then you fight them in a 3D arena. Oh, I remember uh, that, yeah. Yeah, so Little Battlers Experience. You That's know, They right. level up, you find parts, you build your robot out of different parts, and then you go and fight other 10-year-olds. It was Gundam uh, it's, Pokemon, it's, essentially. Yeah, it's Gundam it? Pokemon, essentially, and it's got yeah. a storyline behind it about how oh, you've got your dad invented the best one, and you've got this special thing, and Team Rocket are after it. Uh, <laughs> but then you would you would run into people, and they would be like, there was different regulations for the battle, and it's like we're playing by we're playing by official regs, which means you just play for some money and and some XP. You're going by street regs, which means if you win, you get a piece of my uh, piece of my thing, or you go by unlimited regs, and if you win an unlimited regs, you get the entire like little battler and all of your battles against uh, all of your battles against team rocket or whoever the hell they were they will always declare that you're fighting by unlimited regs i'm like why don't you just choose not to fight them like oh no if they beat me they're gonna take my they're gonna take my little battler that my dad made and it's the best one and it's got gonna somehow influence the world just don't play them kid like put it in your bag and walk away well, uh, I guess the unlimited regs thing would come into just to bring it back to Need for Speed Heat. Yeah, that's what we're talking about. I'm just well, referencing. Com- yeah, yeah, just like make filling people on because unlim- yeah. unlimited regs is hilarious and I love it. Well, that's uh, unlimited regs is essentially nighttime racing. So yeah. when you switch to night, it becomes like Need for Speed Underground. The so, cops play by unlimited regs. I'm back in. Like, yeah, <laughs> yeah, you see, yeah. Um, so 
Because like the cops can interfere during the day, but they're not as um, they're not as aggressive as they are at night. Um, like so yeah, basically, on. <laughs> basically the idea <laughs> is that like you do your yeah, you um your officially sanctioned race, races during the day to earn money, and then you put it all on the line at night. Your official race in like the underground races. Ah. Um, and so like it's like a big risk, big reward sort of thing. Um. And basically, if you get busted during a night session, that ends the night session. You go back to day, and you lose a whole bunch of shit. Like, um, um, yeah, it's it, it, it's really cool. I like that sort of you know day night cycle, but not having to wait till night time. You can just be like, all right, cool. I've earned a lot of stuff from these like you know like street race, like official street races. Now I'm going to go throw it all down the line uh, in underground racing at night time, and you know try and outrun the cops for as long as I can. Um, sounds really, so my, really cool. My only concern there, Joel, and I mean, this could well turn out to be completely wrong, is if the loop turns into all the fun shit happens at night, and then when you're finished or you run out of money or whatever, you got to go back and grind yourself. Some yeah, you got to go back to your nine day. to five, man. Yeah, yeah, you're right. Sorry, that was wrong of me to criticize that. <laughs> you're nine to five street races. You know yeah. how it is. Yeah. No, I, I think. Well, I guess that that, it, that just um, depends on what you're going to the game for. Like, I still like those like sanctioned races and things like that yeah you're entering yeah. to earn money and things so it, it it all depends on whether or not the gameplay itself is fun which and i'm sure I, they'll tune it that way that's my that was my only concern with the two tier yeah. oh, system if one's the grind and one's the spend i'm like i don't want to spend too much longer on the grind. i mean generally As how, someone at level 102 in world of warcraft generally how i assume it'll work is like they'll just they'll probably just be certain cars that you get i assume from yeah. like night races yeah. and stuff yeah, maybe I like think, the rarer like stuff. The rare is gear. Yeah. yeah, I'm wondering because this race gets... you for your muffler. <laughs> well, the game is going to have a story, a story mode as well. So I'm wondering if the story stuff is like progressed predominantly during the night stuff. True. Yeah, that's a good um, idea. So, so most wanted in there. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So I'm I'm thinking that's how it's going to work. Like, so like the sanctioned races during the day are like you're just driving around your open world, or even if it might be a pick from a list to hear the races you've got. Um. So yeah, basically, like yeah, this, yeah, here it is. So, uh, the player participating in the Speed Hunter Showdown, uh, as they uh, participate in more events in the Speed Hunter Showdown, they attract the attention of uh, one of the um, the cops, who's Lieutenant Mercer, and the player becomes a target for that task force trying to track you down, um, and uh, and then they become a, they become participants in the Speed Hunter Showdown as well. It sounds dumb, but I'm so the into cops it. do. Yeah, sounds That's like great. it. Um, so yeah, as to like try and bust you. It's such a Jake Peralta move. <laughs> <laughs> There's only one way to catch this guy, boss. He's gonna get in there. Why don't oh, we just stand in front it. of his car and arrest him at the, at the line? Nope. Nope. <laughs> Unlimited um, rest. On the road only. <laughs> on the road only. Uh, but yeah, it's the so law I'm... of Palm City. <laughs> I'm pretty excited by this. Um, it, it seems like it's gonna be a bit of a return to form. It seems like. It's channeling a bit of Underground 2, which is, like, one of my favorite racing games. Um, and it's by Ghost Games, and they are the ones who have done, I think, from... So Criterion did the Most Wanted remake, I think. And then everyone after that is by Ghost Games, I believe. Um, and there are a lot of, like, ex... There are some, like, um, Criterion team members, I think, that are working at, that, that work at Ghost Games now. Um, so it's got that pedigree and that, that DNA in there of it, which is exciting. Um, Pursuit's back as well. So like, obviously at night, Pursuit's and, 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 uh, outrunning the cops and all that sort of, that fun stuff you like to do in Need for Speed games is going to be there. 
Um, I'm, I think I'm really excited for this just because I took a year, I took that, that last session off, um, of like, you know, not playing payback because it would sound like it was garbage. Um, and the last one I played, I think was just need for speed. Like I think the, it was called need for speed. It was called need for speed 2015. Yeah. And that one was fun. I really liked that. It was it was not amazing, but it was really good. That was one of Ghost Games as well. So, um, and the the cars felt good to, to to control on that. They had a good weight to them. That's what I really liked about that game. So, uh, if they're continuing that trend with this, I'm I'm getting definitely going to play this game. Um, the the other thing that they announced at Gamescom though was that they uh, launched a, the uh, visual uh, customization studio or the, the Need for Speed Heat studio. Uh, and it's an app you can download, and you can basically like create skins and and stuff and customize your cars on this app, and then upload it into the game. And that's live now, so you can actually download that, play around with it, and create a whole bunch of different like skins and stuff. And then when the game comes out, you can chuck them straight in there. And have um, that like... second screen experience. Mm-hmm. I, I know, but if if you're gonna do a second screen experience like that, this seems like a good one, a good way to do it. Like it's like cool. It's like it's not integral to the game. It's not it's something that you have to do but for the people out there that really enjoy like customizing and because like there's a whole community of that in um forza horizon like oh and some of the skins have been incredible absolutely like it's it's and it, it's a, gen, a legitimate way in that game they they say it's like if you're not really good at racing but you really like designing stuff you can earn xp just from doing that and getting people to download your stuff and follow you and become like that's how you progress through the game is by becoming a skin creator and it's yeah it's really cool um uh heat's also going to have like player customization as well so you can actually deck out your your avatar as in clothes and things like that as well it's not necessary but i it's fun i i'm a sucker for that kind of stuff yeah um but the last thing about need for speed heat is that uh someone asked um because apparently um Toyota said something about they're not going to put any of their cars in the game, or they just were absent from the car list that got released. And someone asked, like, "Hey, you know, put like you know, like the Toyota Supra or something like that in there." Um, and, and Toyota UK responded with, "No, we're not. You can find our cars in GT Sport, which doesn't promote illegal street racing." To which the Need for Speed official Twitter account replied with, "Nerds," um, and. Um, yeah, so they apparently they've bitten back as well, but it's fine. But well, clearly, um, Toyota didn't do their research and realize that the day races are perfectly legal and sanctioned. Yeah, um, and I'm just reading here as well, but apparently, Toyota's going to appear in the next Fast and Furious movie. So you know, swings and roundabouts, they're picking their battles there. Um, but yeah, I'm excited for Need for Speed Heat. Um, the the other big thing. That uh, that the, the opening night live sort of brought to us was, of course, uh, the man, the myth, the legend himself, Hideo Kojima, showing up to show us off uh, some more Death Stranding. Um, it's just a quick update. Does anyone have any idea where what this game is yet? Still, Joel, hang on a second. I sent you a picture, but explained it perfectly. <laughs> All right, I'll go pick it up again. <laughs> okay, tell me if you're making me do this. All right, Kojima, no, he explained it. I know, All right. I'm sorry. Yeah. Here we are, okay? This he is did, the last yeah. time I'm doing this, so pay attention. <laughs> yeah. So this is a tweet from Hideo Kojima himself. Yeah. Since I get this question a lot, Death Stranding is different from Stealth Game. 
You can enjoy a first-person view, but not a first-person shooter game. It's brand new game genre that adapted the concept of Strand and that we call action game, Strand game, social Strand system. Okay, I'm not explaining it again. Okay, yeah. That is so, it. Like, how, uh, look, Joel, I'm sorry. I, that's, that's pretty John, straightforward. That's it, really. In, I'm still it's rusty so at this hosting business, man. I'm sorry, I just keep dropping the ball. It's fine, there. it's okay, but right. Kojima explained it right there. Clear as day. <laughs> Oh boy! I'm so um, excited for this game. I don't know what it is. Yeah, I, I re- regardless, today, I'm so I'm so in. <laughs> Keely said Jeff Keely said that he doesn't think people are ready for what Kojima's <laughs> doing with the multiplayer, and I was immediately I like, I'm like hype eleven <laughs> instantly. I'm like, hit it, Mr. Kojima, do it to me. <laughs> yes, please. <laughs> Whatever yes, please. it needs to be. Let's go on this ride together. Let's go. Um, uh, where where do we jump off? It's obviously a dope from all three of us. Like, oh yeah, for sure, hundred yeah, percent. Um, look, I think it's so hard because right, what they showed was trailers, and I don't really want to talk about them too much. No, because honestly, go and watch them yourself. Yeah. However, I do want to. Jeff Keighley's in the game. Yeah, I know. I that's just really important to bring up. <laughs> it's it's amazing. <coughs> uh, it's amazing, and just like the way that it happens and. That, that he basically, like, Jim basically said, it's like, it's pretty early on and it's, it's pretty hard to miss Keely in the game. I sometimes wonder, like, mm. does Kojima like Keely as much as Keely likes Kojima? I, I, I had that thought too, Kyra. Like, watching them on stage, I'm like, is this a one sided thing? <laughs> it's, I had that thought too. The fact that. that I mean, I guess mild spoilers for Death Stranding, but if you, you you watch this this gameplay demo, you sort of get it. But Keely's character is named as Luden's fan. Yeah. And he's, like, super excited that Sam shows up to help him out. Like, <laughs> he's just... You're like, like, okay, all right. After the trailer, I was like, look for Jeff. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, wow. It's just... I'm like, sometimes I wonder... I don't, and, honestly, I sh- I'm i sure they're, like, good mates, but it was just this particular presentation, I'm like, is this one-sided here? Does, well, I, does I, Luden's fan reveal to Sam anything for the first time, like, as a like world it. premiere? It didn't seem like it, honestly. It, no. He's, I'm like, they're probably uh, saving the world premiere for when the game comes out. Oh, yeah, well, I was going to say, true. interesting note, though, he is, uh, Jeff Keighley is voiced by Matthew Mercer. So, oh, really? Because I, I know I, it wasn't Jeff Keighley's voice, it was just his likeness. I think Keighley said that on stage. He's like, oh, he's voiced by Matthew Mercer. And I was like, wow. Honestly, it's a good okay. voice for Jeff. That's <laughs> fucking, yeah. yeah. Sorry. Jeff's sorry. face, Matthew Mercer's voice coming out of it? Yep. That's a, that's a good combo. It's a good one, too. I like it. Um, but uh, now, there was... When I think the first gameplay that we saw came out of, like, there was a weapon wheel that popped up and people were like, is that is that an icon of someone doing a Wii? Now, at this point, right. who's surprised, right? Remember, no. There was a command to make your yeah. horse poop in Metal Gear Solid yep. Five, so really, yeah, like, it makes mm. sense. And that, will I recall, had gameplay implications. It sure yeah. did. Hey, I well, don't know use them. Pass, pop the poop down. <laughs> hey, well, apparently it's going to have gameplay because apparently, according to Kojima, uh, if for some reason that a lot of people urinate on the same section of the map, like at a specific amount or a number of times, something good might happen. Well, because they showed it briefly, a hint of it in that trailer. Because mm. after he finishes peeing, like a mushroom pops up. Yep. It's like, like, what is this game? The amount of times that. He, that Kojima said, "If you do this thing in the game, something good might happen." Like it was like four times that he says it in like he's like breakdown of what was going on. I was like, "What is happening in what? his uh, oh. his social strand game? His social that strand people game. are not ready for. They're not ready for. 
using the DualShock Four to like like calm that's, the baby. So that's the thing I want to bring up. The things that we learned in Misfat, the, the peeing was one of them. Mm-hmm. The other one was yeah, like he falls off the cliff after meeting Jeff Keighley, yep. and the baby starts crying. So he has to like flip it around with, with the yeah the six axis rocket, so it's it calms down again. Yeah, and also the way it starts as well, where it's just sort of chilling out with the baby, just like yeah. just like hanging out. I like, hope that's a thing you can do in the game. Yeah. Oh, it's absolutely. Because obviously there's definitely going to be some sort of attachment between Norman Reedus and his baby. Uh, yeah. I my know, mind's already I know racing. You, everyone be scared. It's because in that in that shot it, with um Guillermo de Toro, yes. When he talks about how the baby's <clears throat> generally last about 12 months. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And Norman Reedus is like there's nowhere to save my baby. I'm like, "Oh no. Mm. Don't do this. Don't do this." <laughs> I, I I have I have uh, like well, not just me but Ash sort of brought this to my attention the theory about that that Sam was a bridge baby. Yeah, I, I know that's a, I've definitely had heard that tossed around a bit as well. And I was so, like, I could see that. And then there's like the character of Mama, but we we won't go into all that either. Like you know, yeah. If you don't mind, like I, I'm at the point where maybe I think I should stop watching these videos. Yeah, but the problem is that, that like Hideo is such a master of misdirection with his videos that you mm-hmm. never know. Like. You, I think I feel like sometimes watching the trailers for a Kojima game is part of the game, mm. right? Yeah, yeah. Yes, it absolutely. leads you down the path to put you in the position for him to pick you up and take you somewhere else entirely because yeah. you're a fucking idiot and you fell through <laughs> trailers. Well, that, that, we've joked about multiple times on the show before, like saying that's like, you know, this is is this the game? Are we in the game now? <laughs> yeah, Are we playing yeah. the game? But you're right. Like, yeah, it's it is social part of strand it. system when you run a podcast and you try to figure out what <laughs> yeah. the hell you spend that an hour and a half. About. You spend an hour and a half in one episode at like nitpicking, analyzing like details in trailers. Uh, we will we'll bring you that podcast when the game comes out in November. It'll be just a Death Stranding podcast, and we'll try to figure it out. There will it's, be pee breaks. There will be pee breaks. <laughs> absolutely. It's just a lot of us just going. What? <laughs> like that's going to be us the entire time. But then going I at the end of it, going. But we really enjoy it. It's, it's fun. I can't stop playing it. <laughs> it's. I can't believe he only played as Norman Reedus for 10 minutes and he's a baby for the rest of the game. Classic Kojima misdirect. Yeah. Oh, but, uh, but yeah, no, I like, um, we're all obviously super psyched for it. It's a, oh, it's absolutely. a day one, day, day, day one gameplay for that. But um, yeah, man, it's just every time you just like, at this point, you just go into where you hear it's like, well, we're going to see something more from Death Stranding. I'm like, cool, can't wait to be thoroughly confused by this. <laughs> Excellent. I just, I just love how excited Jeff Killer gets every time he gets to talk to Hideo Kojima. Yeah. Oh, I love it. It, it. It's an event for him. He's like, <laughs> it's the reason he throws these things. I think the game awards are created because he wanted to just hang out with. So he, yeah, so it's he, a tax write off for him. Yeah. Well, I don't think you saw this because you didn't watch it, but you watched it, Joel. It actually starts with like a hype reel. Yes. For right? Jeff and Kojima. <laughs> yeah. And like shows highlights. Like for year, but he was just like. I wanted to give this award to Mr. Kojima, but Konami has not allowed him to attend. Yeah. And then the next year when he actually turns up and he gives him the award, it's just like documenting this journey they're going on. Jeff Keighley <laughs> building that, like putting that together like a scrapbook. It was like, it was like when you're on watching his, like... On his the... laptop, on his, on his bed, <laughs> feet kicking up. <laughs> it's like Marshall in uh, How I Met Your Mother when he makes exactly all the like Marshall. Yeah, exactly, like, That's exactly it's, what I was getting It was that. But, uh, oh man, it's, yeah. He, he, he seemed... Keely seemed even more giddy this time that he was there. I, well, like, I mean, he's in the game, right? That's his yeah. dream come well, that's true. that's true, yeah. I just love and the fact... You know what? Maybe he... I'm reading too much into the Kojima stuff, because Kojima himself, like, that game's coming out real soon, and I know mm-hmm. they're probably... He, he mentioned himself, they're crunching over there. 
yeah. to get it done in time. So I assume Kojima's a bit stressed. I mean, not stressed enough to not catch a flight, you know, to Cologne, Germany to yeah. to yeah. to show this trailer, do some autographs, and then fly back. <laughs> yep, like uh, sure, because Kojima, not? like yeah, yeah. exactly. Um, he's a rock star in video games. Well, that, that's the other thing too, because like he keeps tweeting out about like things that he's doing and listening to and stuff as well. But I just realized, I just found out before that apparently there is a like music inspired of style album of music coming out called uh uh death stranding timefall and it's gonna have major laser khalid and churches on it and i'm like i fucking love all three of those artists to be fair this shouldn't surprise us don't forget when kojima productions officially reformed before we even knew what death stranding was kojima was selling merchandise yeah it's like let me yeah, show my logo on it yeah yeah sure i guess yeah <laughs> There's at what least are you doing? Th- I'll tell you later. Uh, All right, Mr. Kojima. Uh, yeah, I love sure. the logo. Can I buy it? How much can I pay you? <laughs> oh, I'm going to build a statue for you. Cool, bigger. <laughs> it's just like... $200 Luden statue? What's Luden's? It doesn't matter. You're <laughs> all right, Mr. Kojima. Here's $200. <laughs> like, yeah, I, I mean, like... Oh, boy. But, <laughs> I love like, it so much. Yeah. I'm so excited. I just, I'm so like, excited for this thing. And Jeff Kiwi's just... character has the Luden's in his little shed, his little shack. Yeah, when you yeah, find and him. he's... He's got on the outside of his shack. It's got like the the logo, the 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 Kojima Productions design. Like the it's on the outside of it. Um. Yeah. Anyway, can't wait. Can't wait Death to. Running. It's can't wait. Closer. Can't wait to reconnect America with social strands and Jeff Keighley. Oh boy. I just, I want to find out what this multiplayer is. <laughs> right. I'm so, I'm so interested to find out what multiplayer Jeff Keighley thinks the world isn't ready for. <laughs> It's a really good point. Because Jeff Kelly would know, right? Yeah, it's like a battle royale, but every time you fire a bullet, it actively takes food off a starving person, <laughs> like in the real world. <laughs> something something oh really heinous. I don't know. Well, I mean, there was that whole thing about uh, in Metal Gear Solid Five with the, the nukes. The nuke stuff was so clever. Yeah. yeah the nuke stuff was great. Really sure cool. I like that. Um, yeah. Anyway, is there anything else from opening our live that stuck out to anyone? Uh, uh, well, we we did get to see a little bit of gameplay of uh, New Predator game. Boy, that looks like a solid. Not what we're saying it, either. It's like a double A game. It, it's it's, yeah. it's a PS3 game. Yeah, you know, yeah, but, it is. It's absolutely much it's, like Friday the Thirteenth is a PS3 game. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, the the one redeeming feature of it is that as opposed re- contrasting with Friday the Thirteenth, where you can very easily start a game, look around find nothing and then die and then die yeah um, or like find a boat propeller and be like why am i so far from the boat <laughs> who would keep this here and then be killed yeah um uh this one looks like if you spawn as a soldier you'll have at least you'll have other enemies to shoot at here's a possible downside and i say possible downside because maybe it won't affect you yeah you are aware that all our games will be consisted mostly of Come on! <laughs> Come on, do it, do it! <laughs> do it. <laughs> that's an up. That's a it's huge up. I know for some people it won't be. That's all our games are going to be, though. Yeah. Come on, do it! Do it, yeah. Come on, kill me now! If it bleeds, we can kill it. It's um, all it's going to be. It's, it's just going to be for the courts. Right. Thank, you for, thank you for reminding me of that. I'm back on board. <laughs> and for that reason, I'm in. And for that reason, I'm in. I'm actually... I'm, I, like, well, I think... I, this is where I thought you were going with that, like, like that statement. I think it was. But, like, the fact that you feel... I feel like... Watching that, I feel like I'd be more able to face off with the Predator. Like, I'd feel more oh, able to defend gun. myself. Yeah, like... They give you a gun. Yeah, they give you, a, like, a weapon in general. Like, and that isn't just like a... I mean... 
an axe that you can like half-heartedly swing at like the unstoppable force that is Jason. It is just, it also just helps that your objective, like honestly, like in Friday the 13th, your objective is very clearly, and the game communicates yeah. it to you, hey, <laughs> Jason's trying to kill you. Yeah. You gotta leave. But in this one, at least it's like, hey, probably kill this camp of guys. Yeah. Yeah. While the predator is hunting you. Yeah. yeah. Go and deal with this, go and deal with these, and because you probably, hopefully, I don't know, if if I was building the game, you have an overarching mission to achieve. Yeah. And then the predator's there, they're running interference yeah. and, and trying and if to you get a- some skulls. If you achieve your mission, like you win. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. Right? Yeah. That's how I assume it's going to go. You have like multiple obje- objectives, and different maps have different objectives and outcomes and stuff. Yeah, that'd, that'd be and cool. maybe maybe the NPC soldiers and stuff, uh, you know, create the same amount of noise as your commandos do, so the predators like, oh, is this them? Yeah, these exactly. Chumps. So it's yeah, a bit I'll confusing. Skin them while I'm here. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Well, I'm wondering if you can like skin them and hang them up like the predator does, like yeah. to to warn to be to scare people. Jesus, oh, I would <laughs> do that. God. Yeah, I'm a surprise. Uh, yeah, <laughs> that's a predator thing. That's what a predator would do. Yeah, yeah, that's true. He quite clearly does it. Yeah. You could do it in one of the AVP games. Um, yeah, you pull, yeah, pull the skulls out and hold up the the Xbox Predator game. Anyone out there is currently an Xbox player, not 360 Xbox. <laughs> or if it turns up on Xbox backwards compatibility, the actual Xbox Predator game, genuinely good. Alright, okay. there There's a little tip for you all. Like the, the, the hot tip from Brandon. But yes, it's re- yeah. It's a, it's a new segment. Come on, it's here. It's a new segment of the it. show. The hot tip yep. from Bre- from Brendan. I'm gonna make a stinger for it's it. Gonna be, it's um, just gonna be Arnie. Yeah. <laughs> I can't wait. I cannot wait to just have like a, like a full hour match. The person playing as a predator is getting really mad. Yeah. And we're all just doing Arnie quotes. Yeah. <laughs> just standing in a room with guns pointed at the door. I mean, Come on, here. Come on, do it now. Oh, oh boy. Um. Yeah. yeah. I think that's about it. That's about it. Oh, I mean, uh, disintegration looks pretty interesting, but we don't so know I'm much. Not sure on disintegration because it like yeah. I think they hyped it up too much, saying it was by the Halo guy. So I was like, cool, yeah. what's this? And then I watched it, and it was a very detached sort of floaty shooter of people on the ground doing the actual work. It was it was Robot Nolan North. Was... Well, because like the oh, idea yeah, not, is like the, the trailer was good. The right. idea is that the person that you control on the on the um, bike, I think it has multiplayer as well. Yeah, if you yeah. play single player it's meant to be more tactical. Yeah. Like you command the ground troops a bit more. Yeah. It's, again, it didn't, there might be gameplay out there, but I haven't watched it yet, but the trailer was, it's, I'm kind of lukewarm on it. Yeah. It felt like a little bit closer in, um, like the AWEX sequence from Call of Duty, or the, the Spectre yeah. gunship sequence, yeah. sorry. It seems, um, where it, you just it, it, it almost, stuff. it almost sounds like as well, what they wanted Mass Effect to be like. Hmm. <laughs> where it's like, you're you're you you are able to defend yourself, but you're like commanding your units as well to like be a bit more tactical about it as well. I don't know. I don't know. It, it, yeah, it, I think you're right. I think it got overhyped. Um, that it was With like the Halo connection. Yeah, and like they showed up the logo and went, "Eh, what do you think of that?" And everyone's like, "What is it?" Well, you'll see. <laughs> it's like <laughs> you you'll find out. It's like to okay. be fair, it was also like the cover story. I think on EGM before it happened. I think. Uh, okay, yeah. But like, yeah, its first game like reveal was at opening night live, right? Um, but yeah, it clearly was, shook him down. It was a uh, it was a fun little uh, little presentation. Nice two hours, um, two hours of fun game announcements and whatnot. Uh, I'm gonna sneak a little thing in here, Joel, before we completely close the door on Gamescom. Yep, uh, this wasn't strictly a Gamescom announcement, but it happened in the week of it. 
And mm-hmm. honestly, I don't think it needs to be dope or noped because it's just, it's a headline. Mm-hmm. But it's a headline if it's just sort of like, well, duh. Uh, Sony has ponied up the money and picked up Insomniac Games as an exclusive developer. Yes. Um, Which, again, just sort of like after Spider-Man. Yeah. Like, how, why would you not? <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Like Insomniac, look forward to making another five or six or seven Spider-Man games. Yeah. It does yeah. open... Well, it does open up... I know that that's what they're going to be doing, but it does open up the whole thing of like, well, now Sony technically owns Sunset Overdrive. So... Yeah. Because... Because, yeah, Microsoft doesn't own that RP. That was the, the, no. the, the caveat of them making that game. Yeah. Like, they retain ownership of the IP. So... But it was Xbox exclusive. There is a sliver of hope there for a sequel to Sunset Overdrive. No, you're, no. Not getting, you're getting more you're Spider-Man. Getting, you're uh, getting which I'm remaster. okay. I'm totally fine. I'm you're totally getting a remaster with. at best. Yeah. I'm totally fine with, but... But yeah, if, if so, this... Sony's got a studio now, and they got a license that they got to do. They got to use. If, considering that they've lost the MCU stuff. Now, yes, so. yeah, well, that's yep. true. Well, if, if a, a splinter team from from a from within Insomniac decide to no. go and work on it, no, I'd be very happy. Me and me and like seven other people would be very happy. Um, <laughs> yeah, it's it's a good game. It's a real good game. But Spider-Man, yeah, more Spider-Man. That's, that's, that's exciting news. Um, yeah. Like, I mean, I don't strictly say more Spider-Man, but, you know, read between the lines. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. They bought Insomniac, and Spider-Man came out last year and did really well. It, it is interesting, though, because, yep. like, uh, like Insomniac have been doing a whole bunch of, like, weird stuff, though. Um, like Before getting purchased by Sony. Yeah. Well, yeah, but still, like, they've been doing a whole bunch of VR stuff. So that could be another reason why Sony would see that the... Um, the uh, value in having them on on board is they've made some like pretty decent vr experiences and games so sony Maybe. has a vr platform yeah. but yeah. it's so Spider-Man. It's, look yeah i absolutely see that and i see that as a bonus job yeah it's uh, <laughs> i was gonna say it's not it's not the sole reason for it no whatsoever yeah. it is definitely a bonus but it is a, a a pretty tasty bonus that would work out well for them so um, and you know what from somniac like they have bought themselves in an industry that can be like well it can be rough yeah They've bought themselves security. And yeah. Like, good on them. Absolutely, yeah. It's hard um, to scoff at people who are like, I know that a lot of people are like, oh, exclusives are bad. Oh. But yeah. like, when you find, when you see a studio like this, that, boy, when you think about it, they did what? It was a few years ago now they did Fuse? Yeah. Oh, that game was a fucking disaster. Oh, wow. Fuse. Like, oh. they got Fuse out. And, like, honestly, it's it's kind of bizarre looking back and being like, I can't believe they released Fuse and they're still around. Because that's yeah. how that's how cutthroat the industry is. Because Fuse expect, was awful. Yeah, yeah was generally one bad game and you expect the, the studio to just implode. And now they're, yeah. they're, they got to make Spider-Man, which is, like, one of, if not, I, I stand by, I think, the best superhero game out there. So that's... I don't know if we have we've got a huge amount of competition to compare it to. No, but like, uh, but yes, but I agree. St- if, uh-huh. you, if I had to pick between that or Arkham Asylum, I would pick Spider-Man. Oh yeah, that's that's probably a direct comparison. Like yeah, that's, that's that's fair. I can forgot about that. Yeah, I would. And if you know if what, I, the, the combat in Spider-Man didn't make me want to kill myself. <laughs> Whereas is how I feel playing <laughs> the Arkham games. Um, oh, I, I, I was like, oh, really? You didn't even think about the, the Batman? And then I went, oh, wait, no, you block that pretty actively from your memory. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I do. It's a self-care process that yeah, I go that's, through that's where fair. I forget that the Arkham games are real. I'm sorry I've uh, brought that up again and brought up yeah. some bad memories for you. I am really really apologize for that. It's frustrating because I know the Arkham games are really good, but the combat well, just, just does not work for me and I don't know why. There's just too many buttons in my hands, forget what mm. they are. 
Uh, and then, whereas Spider-Man, system's very similar. The Arkham combat is quite similar, but he flows better. I don't know. It flows better. Me, but a big it, part of it was like, Sp- Spider-Man's more agile. And I, yeah. It makes sense. Hmm. It makes sense that you can get over there, you can and web was, this guy, you can flip through and here. And you know what? It was really easy if he needed to take a breather to just like web zip out of a fight and be like, oh, yep. Jesus yeah. Christ. <laughs> I right, need a now, second. Yeah, I'm going to hide on the side of this building and I'm going to come back from this Meanwhile, side. Batman's a fucking fridge, so like yeah. leaving a fight was near impossible. And the yeah. thing is too, it was more rewarding to, to get uh, better at those combos and like really use your surroundings. It was more rewarding because the animations were awesome and they flowed really nicely. But it was also, I don't know, it just felt really good when you pull those off and it looked different every time and it felt in the moment like he was genuinely in the middle of this fight. It didn't feel like canned animations yeah, for the most part. It, it felt much more. I don't know. I felt much more engaged fighting like Spider Man, and the game rewarded me for fighting like Spider Man because that's how the game was built, rather than Batman fighting like Spider Man because it's not. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Because teleport, because teleport. Yeah, teleporting around like Raiden from Mortal Kombat, Pop, <laughs> popping up behind people. Sometimes that triangle, like counter flip that you're supposed to do to move between enemies, <laughs> yeah. and you watch them rasterize that over the length of an entire rooftop, <laughs> and you're just kind of like, I know you're using the one animation, so technically it's one jump, but guys, <laughs> yeah, it's like, come on, yeah, seriously, it's not how it's not how legs work. Um, but yeah, like it's I, I mean, I'm, I'm excited because. I mean, no spoilers, but, you know, the ending, or spoilers for Spider-Man, the ending of Spider-Man leaves things open pretty well, so, like, it wraps everything up relatively well, but it also leaves things open for potential sequels, so. (coughs) Superior Spider-Man. Ooh, yes. Mm -hmm. Um, He's alive still at the moment. He is. Look, all the pieces are in play. Everything's there. Yeah. If you haven't read Superior Spider-Man, oh, that's a good comic. Yeah. I should get to it. I've just got a, saying. I've got it's a collection good. of comics that I'm, I'm, I'm like trying to get to. I really want to read the the um the Mighty Thor stuff as well to get ready for Love and Thunder. But man, that's a different conversation. Different <laughs> conversation for a different time. Um, yeah. but yeah, I think it's about everything this week. Do you want to do you want to bring up this dark thing for a quick discussion oh, yes. about uh, Game Store's shittiness? Or this is this is probably you know it's. I don't know whether it's dope or nope, or whether it's like a... I think it's more of a, dis- a discussion about epic. It's like a shenanigans or a shenanigans. <laughs> shenanigans. Which, maybe a new, if we get enough if you get enough uh, topics. Shenanigans <laughs> and shenanigans. I love it. <laughs> so, um, this, uh, the developer of, uh, developer of Dark is a new Steam game that was released, uh, just this week i think it's only just gone up on steam or it's going up at the end of the month um unfold games is one guy who's been working on this game for two and a half three years taught himself to to uh code and everything for it um and dark d-a-r-q he uploaded his trailer his launch date trailer uh on july 27th uh saying that with you know, coming to Steam, and by July 30th, or on July 30th, he was contacted by the Epic Store trying to get him to go into an exclusivity agreement with them instead of releasing it on Steam. So they basically offered him a, you know, a decent amount of money, as mm. the store does, and that's their right, that's their business model, um, with a better cut of sales, but he's already taken pre orders on Steam for it. So you get upfront <laughs> payment, guaranteed revenue. Um, and you'd assume some sort of promotion for being on the Epic Game Store, but he would have had to. He would have had 
taken pre-orders, announced a Steam release date, and then pulled the game from Steam. Right. So, yeah, this uh, this developer decided not to go ahead with that. Um, and after a bit of back and forth, he sort of released his experience, um, which is not... I'll link the medium in the in the in, yeah. the, in the blog post because it's an interesting. It's a read. really interesting read, yeah. Yeah, just in how the system works and the fact that he's been developing this game for a long time. It's been available for pre-order for a long time, and seventy-two hours after it went up with a Steam release date, he got contacted to try and uh, poach him. I guess. Yeah. So interesting to note as well that like the day after he rejected the offer. Oh, sorry. <coughs> Excuse me. Um, the Ooblet stuff went down as well. Which, again, that's a whole nother thing. Right. Where they took the, the exclusivity deal from Epic and, oh, Jesus. Heaven forbid, yeah. yeah. an indie developer tries to get a bit of extra money. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And this is where I think it's got those two angles, shenanigans or shenanigans. Yeah. Yeah, well, yeah. true. Is it, yeah, is it, is it, it's, I feel that it's shenanigans by Epic. Oh, for but sure. But is this outside of, you know, if you're, a, if you're an indie developer and you've got to decide whether, you know, someone who's done coding for you or whatever gets paid or not yeah well that's it is that is that yeah what's the, what's the decision making there like because yeah. that's hard i saw it there's a guy on twitter i wish i'd like you know when yeah. you see something on twitter you're like i should remember that yeah and you don't he was basically um in the process of going through a lot of like how much money steam games generally make in their first week at the moment yeah. and just how it was how much more down it was on last year's yeah like so it's Looking at that, it's harder to say no, I think, to an epic deal, really. Mm, where you get money up front. Well, that's it. Um, well, the interesting it's thing so is... so fascinating. That... Oh, sorry, go on, Joe. Oh, sorry. It, it, the interesting thing I saw, because I hadn't actually heard about this this uh, game even, but um, or this whole thing, until you brought it up before we started recording tonight. And um, one of the articles that I just pulled up was from about 11 hours ago, um, and apparently that... Uh, the, the the guy responded to a tweet from Tim Sweeney from Epic saying, you know, yeah. we're really excited that's, that's to see it succeed. Yeah. That's why we contacted him because we really wanted him to have it. Like, you know, it's it's doing really well. Uh, and he re- responded by saying, Tim, I'm glad to hear that. If you change your mind and accept Dark to your store non-exclusively, I'll donate 100% of my Epic Game Store uh, revenue to a charity. If you accept, the charity can be picked by the gaming community at a later date. Uh, and apparently, yes. That's a, that's a bit of a gauntlet throw. Mm, it's, it's like Sweeney hasn't responded to that yet. So, yeah, um, yeah that's... so. He, but here's the thing, too. Like, Epic had known for giving away their games for free. How long would it have been before the Epic decided to go, well, now you're exclusive to us, but we're giving your game away for free for two weeks? Yeah, I yeah. would love to know how those deals work. Yeah. yeah. Honestly. That was the like, thing that sprung to my mind. Games Pass does the same thing. True. Um, uh, yeah, I guess that's true. Mm, but maybe you pay for Games Pass. Always. That's yeah, yeah, exactly. That's this one, honestly, the only it's only the first year, I think. But all you've got to do is have an account. Yeah, yeah. and I think one of the ones that you have to away... go in and pick it up. Do yeah, you yeah, go you've got to tag it. Yeah, um, one of the ones coming up, I think, is Celeste. Yes, mm. it is. And Hyperlight Drifter was like a week ago as well. Mm-hmm. And some good games, and I just keep yeah. forgetting to go in and tag yeah, me too. It's a pain in the ass to log into. That's why. The launch is quite bad. Yeah, it's okay. The the weird thing about about the Epic Game Launcher is that this is its whole big thing, whole big attraction, is the fact that it's kind of like... And the launcher looks like it as well. It's like this <coughs> boutique cur- curated experience with like just a few big ticket games instead of like a, you know hundreds of thousands of games like Steam has. Right. But you wonder how much of this could be fixed if maybe Steam just changed its percentages a little bit. 
Yeah. Like, Epic would be out of the market mm-hmm. immediately. They that's, don't that's, have the player base. They don't have the feature base. Their it's big only... selling point is we will make you more money. Yeah. We will give you yeah. more money. And then, because they're giving you more money, and they can afford to at the moment, because they're not they're just going to be investing in their platform. Um, and really, they can afford to because it's not their money to give away. Yeah. It's the customer's money anyway, and they're just like, we'll only take 30% of it, instead of, or 12% instead of 30%. Mm-hmm. Which you're like, well not your money anyway, but thank you for letting me use your marketplace thank you for letting me take more of the money we earned yeah but yeah if steam was just to adjust their percentages even slightly not to go all the way to 30 percent, but if they went from 12 percent to 20 percent, i think all the attractiveness of yeah the epic game store would disappear because it just doesn't have the player base or the feature base to support it exactly mm. and particularly to support that exclusivity if you can go to 10 times the user base for 10% less revenue per sale, boy, that math works out pretty quickly. It's just, it's crazy. It seems like every week there's a new story that's like, such and such is now an Epic's Game Store exclusive, yes, and Epic, people are upset Epic about it. And it's like, wow. What? They're writing those checks. Yep, they're yeah. writing those checks. Mm. I mean, like, it, honestly, it doesn't bother me as like a person who's like, you know, buying games on PC or whatever. I don't care that I've got Steam and... Um, yep. Epic Games launcher and now fucking Origin. I avoided Origin for the longest amount of time, um, and I found and BattleNet and, Battle and BattleNet as well. Yeah, like so, I've got four launches that are my thing. Doesn't bother me. Like, I, I think it's I think it's really helpful to have whatever is the shortest path to the to the studio. Yeah, right. So sure. if you're buying a CD Projekt Red game, you should buy it on GOG. Yeah, because they're going to get. Speaking of launches, yeah, speaking yeah, of launches, because yeah, they're going to get the most money out of that. Mm. If you're buying, yeah, if you're buying, well, you can't buy it anywhere else. But <laughs> if you're buying Overwatch, you buy it on Battle.net. Yeah. So you find whichever one is going to be the best result for the studio you're buying it from. Well, still, obviously, you got to take in mind the fact that you know it's a massive sale. Probably buy it on sale because everyone's got bills. Yeah. Um, but yeah, if you've given all other things being equal, if you've got the option to buy it and it makes no difference to you, you should try and find the way that gives the most money to the people who put the work Absolutely. in yeah. and maybe maybe not so much to the storefront. Yeah, that's, that's what I love about the Humble Bundles. Yes, it exactly It gives right. you direct control over, yeah, and Ichigo as well. Like Humble Bundles are great, particularly the bundles themselves are great because you can decide how much goes where. You can be like, yep. cool, I want this this percentage to go to the developers, this percentage to go to Humble, and this percentage to go to the charity in question. Like, it's... Yeah. Yeah. It's... And if you have some games you really want to play, but you happen to know that the developers are scumbags, because unfortunately it happens, because every the scumbags in every industry, mm-hmm. you can just be like, yeah, none for you, all for charity. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. You know? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, but I, I hadn't actually heard about this story until you guys brought it up. It's, um, it's really interesting. Probably one of the more interesting cases surrounding Epic Game Store exclusivity to... Because, yeah, like and I said... They, you know, they probably happen all the time. It's just that this was really coincidental with when the guy mm. had announced his Steam release date. It's probably popped up on some Epic Buyers radar, and they've been like, Let's see if we can get this. Yeah, try Looks and poke good. It. And the fact that, like, yeah, the, the developer himself called... Like, not called them out, but sort of drew light on the situation to, yeah. to the public. I mean, it's worth mentioning that he makes a big point of it on the, the Medium post that I'll link. He, he, his, his plan was to sort of keep it more in the DL... Right. It was only when the press started to pick up, it was like, all right, then, here's, here's what, what happened. Right. Yeah. Okay. Here's the story. Yeah. But, you know, shenanigans and shady backdoor deals and these sort of businesses, they, they, they thrive in darkness. 
Right. And mm-hmm. so when these like if these people had to make all of their business deals on Twitter in for in full view of God and everyone, they probably wouldn't go quite like this. No. <laughs> yeah, it's um I guess that's that's pretty similar and the same sort of thing for a lot of industries, really. Especially entertainment industries. People trying to like do sketchy deals yeah. and whatnot. Yeah. Yeah. Um cool. Well, I don't know about you guys. That sounds like an episode to me, though. I think it's an episode, yeah. yeah. All right. Well, do you want to bring us home, Kyra? I sure do, Joel. I sure do. As always, thank you for listening to another episode of the Dialogue Options Podcast. We do appreciate it if you've reached this point. Uh, as always, if you want to support us, you can find us on all the social medias. That is Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook, where we are just generally at Dialogue Options. If you type that in, it should throw us up no problemo. Uh, whatever podcast platform you listen to us on... Uh, and there's a billion, so whichever one it is, uh, feel free to chuck us a like or a share, thumbs up, reviews, whatever it is. Uh, every bit literally counts. Um, as for our individual Twitter accounts, you can find me on Twitter where I'm at X. where honestly, my most recent tweet, uh, there's a control one, some Fire Emblem memes. Blah, 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 blah. <laughs> blah, blah, blah. You know what? Screw it. I'm just going to go for one that's not my most recent, but we're getting a Miss Marvel TV show, yeah. and that's amazing. Fuck yeah. D23, a whole bunch of shit went down there. Whoa. Hell yeah. Good stuff. Hell yeah. Where, where can I find you, Brendan? Uh, you can also find me on Twitter at, at Brendigo. That's Brendigo with a zero on the end, because someone took Brendigo with an O. I will continue to gripe about it till the day I die. <laughs> or make a new Twitter account. Could <laughs> also happen. Doing nothing about it. Doing nothing about it. I'll never do anything about it. Um, uh, yeah, I don't tweet a lot, but I am actually, because I've had a bit of a hiatus. You retweeted some gonna, good stuff in the past. I then. have retweeted some good stuff in the past. I'm going to trundle on back there because I was like, oh, I've had enough Twitter and I think it's a bit toxic. And then, what's this Reddit about? And God, that was a mistake. I'm going to back to Twitter. Or I know that, you know, or I know what I know. <laughs> um, and where can they find you, Joel? Uh, you can find me at Mac, uh, where the last thing, my most recent tweet, it's a video of my kid. He's pretty adorable, so if you want to see that. He's pretty adorable. Can confirm. It's better like yep. that. Can confirm. Yeah, yeah. You guys have uh, witnessed the the adorableness firsthand. But uh, and that and uh, tweeting about how I was excited to see Weathering with you, uh, and also how much I love Lizzo at the moment. Just getting into the music side of things. She's fucking badass, and I love her. Um, and I haven't tweeted about it, but good things lineup came out. Pretty excited for it. So that's my music corner. At the end of the podcast. Joel's music. <laughs> Joel, can I quickly cap off? Um, in the end, I really think your dope or nope came out as a dope. Oh, yeah. thank you. Yeah, I think you really took, retook yeah, control. You, you delivered did. on it. You did a really good job. Yeah, I, I, I dropped You the... shook the rust off in the cobwebs, yeah. but you got yeah. there in the Yeah, end. I dropped the yeah. ball at the start, but you look, hey, it was no more rusty <laughs> no, than I normally am. just get momentum. Yeah. It was... Just get momentum, and then you just drove it home. Yeah, well, thank you. Thank you very much. Thank you for being on the now show it's time again, Brendan. Night Racing Unlimited Regs. <laughs> <laughs> Well, on that note, I will let our wonderful theme song see us out. We will catch you guys next time. See ya. Bye. See ya. Options podcast.